it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Our time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Trump, you're leaving here tonight. You're probably gonna start a fight, but your presidency is far right. Cheeto, come on. Fascists love you endlessly, but. They don't think clearly, and I know life will be better once you're gone. Black Americans just can't take no more, it ain't no lie. They wanna see you out that door, Cheeto, bye, 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 bye. I know you're gonna make this tough, but niggas them have really had enough. You're so crazy and you tell bear lies, Cheeto, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> you know, it took me a little while to realise you're calling him Cheeto. <laughs> oh, you guys are not going to get me this time. NSYNC. Yes! NSYNC. Yes! NSYNC. When it comes to Donald Trump leaving, I will know the song. <laughs> I will know the song. Oh, No More Racism is back. Normal racism is back. Thank oh. you, God. Oh, just, you know, casual mass incarceration oh. and disproportionate socioeconomic injustice. How I missed it. Oh, gosh. It's going to be juicy. Oh. So, yeah, and sync. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> that's, that one, that's, that's it. You know, you've got a new president and Sadiq got one. Yep. So that means <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> it is a really, 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 really good day. Oh, I am so happy. I am so happy. Happy. When I tell you Trump is vexed. Woo. <laughs> oh. Do you know, I can't draw down my lower eyelid enough. <laughs> Literally, I cannot. You know, you have to pull it you down. You have like, to pull oh. it down. Oh, God. Nice. To, oh, th- this is a glorious, this is a glorious episode. Oh. Um, Yeah, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. It is I, Colette Chai. Don't fucking call me that. My name is Colette Chi. <laughs> uh, in the place to be. And me, Sadiq. Yeah. Um, our guest in residence, who's yes. just here. We're living our best life. Um, in lockdown. In lockdown. But mm. can't you be- don't you think it's great that, um, you know, we've been able to see this time. You've been able to see this time with us on the podcast. Trump and just. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. We've had some, like, iconic moments, you know, whilst I've been on the podcast. Like, things have happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Things have been really happening. But the people I feel s- the most happiest for, Crystal and Kid Fury from mm. the Reed podcast. Like, I remember just my heart breaking for them when they had to record the episode after Trump was elected. Mm. Like they were so depressed in that episode. Yeah. Like so many people, but you know, like when like, that's my favorite podcast in it. So I felt it for them. Maybe that's how you lot feel about this podcast, but I, Oh, I felt so sad for them. I felt sad for all of us because also Brexit had been decided all of this stuff, like everything was fucked. That was it was such a horrible year, yeah. you know, in terms of like mood. Um, 
And so, yeah, I really, I really, 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 really felt it. And so when the news was announced finally yesterday, which was like a Saturday, um, the people I thought of first was like Kid Fury and Crystal. I just, I, I was just saying to myself, I, I hope this makes Kid Fury feel a bit more, you I know, so. yeah, happy and, and upbeat because they deserve, man. They, they deserve. Ooh, um, black Americans have been through it. Oh! And it's funny because black Americans still have to settle. Even, even, even as happy as they are now to get Trump out, they're still settling big time. But this is my we'll whole, that, yeah, we'll come to it. But the, for me, this is the whole thing in it. This is what gets me about the lesson of two evils joe biden is a creep he's a very 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 creepy guy and you know language is very very important right and i remember when somebody said to him i, I remember that clip and someone said something like um obama it's a obama's a muslim he's a muslim and and and, da, da, da. and then he responded obama is not a muslim this was when he was vice president to obama uh-huh, uh-huh, he was like uh-huh. he's not a muslim he's a great guy he's a good guy and I just thought... So a Muslim can't be... This, right, right. So I I don't trust that hoe. But as far as I'm concerned, and from what astrology is saying, well, you know, um, um, old guy ain't got ain't got a lot of time. But I, let me just keep my mouth shut on that front. Right. But as far as I'm concerned, you voted in your first sort of, I guess, black um, president, really. Your black first black female president, sorry, your first black female president. Um, I don't know loads and loads about Kamala, but um, Kamala, or what am I like? No, I like... <laughs> Kamala. I Kamala, think, yeah. Yeah. Kamala, Kamala right. yeah, so like, let's... Um, Let's see how it goes. But, you know, this isn't our moment, you get me? This isn't a British moment. So I don't want to come and um, sully your celebrations course, with with my um, with my views because any of you who listen to this podcast know that I don't really see it for um, Obama either. So, um, you know, I, I don't have anything really to say. I mean, I'm glad that you've gotten the, the lesser of two evils, but you have to understand that you've got four years to just stop voting for evil, to get yourself to a position where you you stop having to choose between le- the lesser of two evils. I just want to see if Kamala and and Joe dis- um, deliver on the promises that they made because uh, yet again, black women had to come and save the day. Big up yourself, Sarah Abraham, um, Abrahams, that had to come through. Yes, she she was, this was in Georgia. Georgia, right? yeah. she, she managed to register eight hundred thousand. Yes new voters i thought that was absolutely amazing meanwhile if it was left to white people this is what gets me about racism isn't real and you know slavery and jim crow was so long ago um but then when you went out to vote 55 percent of white women voted for trump more than the last election why why do you love suffering so much because you're not suffering because you know that all of this is pretty much done in your name all of the violence that takes place around the globe is done in your name and you are so beholden you're more beholden to white supremacy than you are to the hairs that grow and sprout out of your pussy so <laughs> you know you do what you want to do and it was like what 50 so 55% of white women and 58% was it of white men Men. voted Mm -hmm. for Trump Mm -hmm. so left to you whites like Trump would still be in power and that says so much like you little fucking you know we'll get there eventually but you little fucking bitches are the ones that you'll be doing your women's march with 
fallopian tube hats dangling off your head <laughs> and then you'll be saying oh equality for women pay rises for women <laughs> and then when it's time to vote you'll just go and vote waywardly so some of you like leona nicole black big up yourself two slaps on your chest because there was a um a youtube live that she did for um you know people who were part of her group um you can sign up on patreon um, and she was talking about the duplicitous nature of white women and how dangerous it is. And from fam, from when I've seen it, from when I've seen it in how you man are voting, I don't trust it. And it's not just in America. It's over here as well. Like, I don't trust you, man. Like, you, you scare the hell out of me. Like, really scare me. Because, yes, also, the voting went up um, in terms of black women who voted for Trump yeah. um, oh. and black men as well. Yeah, it went yeah. up uh, across I the did, board. Yeah. So that, and that, from what I understand from that, though, is that some of you have thought, you know what, let me just, <laughs> it looks like this guy's going to win. So let's let just me accept and, yeah, yeah, let's just accept our fate. I totally get that psychology of it. I think for me, it's like, you know, seeing people say, oh, oh my God, the race is so close, the race is so close. White people made it close. Yeah. Because white people made it close. Like, I, I totally get that, like, you know, there was a, a rise in black people voting for Trump and all of this. But all of that, when, you know, when you look at that in the, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't enough to get him back in power. Of course yeah, not. I mean, it the percentage enough. was so... It's very yeah, low, very yeah. insignificant. You know, it's sad to actually see black people go out that way. Go out uh, sad. All of you black rappers that wanted to really, really take yourself there. Omarosa pump. with your fried, crispy fried hair. Omarosa. <laughs> <laughs> Omarosa. <laughs> she's been through it it's Lil Pump that I have a real real issue with though I'm never I was never a big fan of his music never a big fan of him in, in, in general but the fact that you had 17 million followers and these are 17 million young people basically yeah. and you went and you were you were advocating for Trump doing all of that I just think to myself it was it's so he is so irresponsible and we need to do this thing where we we, we need to stop having short memory yeah we need to remember the celebrities that we are not allowing to come back. Because, you know, after this, now everyone's going to be going on their redemption arcs. They're going to be doing, you know, they're going to be going on their talk yeah. shows, trying to, like, change their publicity and all of that. And switch up the narrative of what the they narrative. were saying. And 50 Cent is one of that, like, one one of those people. Like, power did not bang that much for you, for for us to keep allowing no 50 Cent to do the wild things that he's doing. Um, Terry Crews, I don't know what the fuck he's been doing. And I have a feeling that the way that he voted was probably wayward too. Too. like a lot of waywardness has been going Kanye around West. Kanye West um and <laughs> what made me laugh though was that Kim said we were <laughs> Kim Kendall Jenner Kylie <laughs> imagine your own family coming out publicly <laughs> to publicly to say like bitch we never voted for you but that's people don't realize that's actually kind of major you know like it is no matter how major. wayward I am I expect you and mummy to vote for vote me for exactly right that's right. what we will do right right no matter, even if you're cussing me inside the house, like, Kalechi, what, what the fuck are you doing? I still expect you and mummy to go to the booth and vote for me. But this man, not only did you now, you could have stayed quiet, but no, Kim wanted it to let, no, Kim wanted to let us know yes. that I'm not with whatever he's doing. Yes. And I, I like what Kim, um, you know, did there because she's telling us that her career is more important than Kanye. She's always, that, she's, always, she's showing us always. That. She, I think she's always, she's, she's always, always been that way. Yeah. Even when Kanye had that breakdown and was like, oh, how she went and met Meek Mill, she purposely, do you remember the first time ever, that's when they went into a car with no tints and she was crying. Yeah. Just so that she can kind of pull that narrative of like, oh, look, Kim is really trying to work on her marriage yeah, and, yeah. and everything. 
everything. So I think, you know, the way they treat Kanye, they literally treat him like a child. Yeah. Even Kylie, who's younger than him, treats but, him like a child. Like, oh, yeah, he's running for president. Because they're succubi. That's what they are. They're, they're all succubuses. Succubi. <laughs> um, they drain the life out of black men in order to keep themselves elevated in the things that they're doing. They've sucked any sort of um, sense, um, soul that Kanye once had. Even, do you, do you even, think he had? He must have had a smidgen yeah. because um, what is it? College dropout or whatever he called it. Um, his album. There was a point where he had some modicum of sense, and then it started to kind of um dissipate. Um, and yeah. and it, it, that directly correlates with the intimacy. How the more intimate he became with her, <laughs> that's how everything just kind of fell. So interesting. They got together. She her her brand her star rose yeah. and he's dimmed yeah, exactly. Interesting. That's to me. There are spiritual powers at work. Right. I keep saying, Chris Jenner is not nothing to sniff at. You know no. that woman is is a powerful powerful has, being. I, I reckon Chris Jenner has around six levels on call on yeah. on speed dial. She has six She doesn't play. Mm-hmm. She doesn't play. She's like, um, Babas, can you come and someone is really trying Kim. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for you, when I decide to try Kim, there's nothing that will save her. <laughs> Any anyway, um, but yeah, I just think that is so so interesting. I thought it was hilarious when I saw that because I just thought, am I going to ask you blatantly? Like, are you just posting this for banter, or did you genuinely? Because for you to post that, someone's going to go, "Rah, didn't you vote for Kanye then?" Your husband, or, or are you lying about voting for Joe? Because you can't have more than one vote. So what are you saying? Right. So she was letting us know what she was saying that when it came down to it. I'm voting for Biden. To the wire <laughs> when I'm voting to the wire. And you know she you know she kind of hated what Kanye was doing in a way because when you think about it, she could have voted for Kanye. Kylie could have voted for Kanye, Kendall could have voted for Kanye, and we would have had the same result. Yeah. So what they were saying was that we don't even want to risk it. <laughs> they said we don't even want to risk it. Oh. We're not doing this with you. But it was, I just I want to also mention as well just how irresponsible of Kanye it was for him to run for president. You know when this election was very very poor. He ran for president knowing you weren't going to be president. You but know, of course, you're not going to get the votes. But I don't think he was one expecting it to get the votes this time. But it's just to get that idea into the public consciousness. One, two, like you also went out there to split the vote for Trump because the people that would have been like, okay, between Trump and Biden, I'm going to go and vote for Biden. You now came along right. and 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 then and took their vote, right? And you got you managed to get fifty thousand, yeah. 50,000 that could have gone another way. So we wouldn't be going, oh, it was so close. Of course, like 50,000 is not, you yeah, know. But so still, but it would have still gone, definitely, you know. Definitely, definitely. And if you're looking at the margins that, you know, Biden won by, 50,000 is something or... Oh, no, I'm I'm really disappointed um, in Kanye, in... I can't even say that I'm disappointed in white people or white women, especially because I don't see it for you, man. I'm really like, I've just got to be honest. Like I've only got very few uh, white women friends, very, very few. Everybody else I keep, I keep everyone at arm's length, really. Like I'm pretty much a loner, but saying that, like, I don't, I don't see it for me and white women generally just because it's like, when you expect to have these sisterly conversations, 
the conversation soon go left to, oh, so my mum's a bit of a racist and my dad's a bit of a racist. And then you want to start giving me, compounding all of this trauma onto me. That's for you to hold. I don't want to know anything about that. That's why I put on social media last week, like um, Clan Fam Anonymous, go and join that support group. Go and take all of your issues there because I don't want to know. And this Did is you why. Did make that up, Clan Fam? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Clan Fam Anonymous. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, you Just, need a book. <laughs> I do need a oh, book. Oh, you're right. Quotables. A coffee table book, like Rihanna's like beautiful book of um all of her best pictures. No, um, I would actually like like a, gosh, you know those, like a co-star yeah. with your quotes on? Oh, that would be cool. Or like like a, an app. An app. That co-star's an app, isn't it? No, sorry. I'm pronouncing it. Oh, a tea co-star. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. You yeah. your cups on there and just have your quotes on there. That would be quite That would be sick. Quite cool. Yeah, no, I'm... um. I'm excited about that. Just whatever I come up with in terms of writing. Yeah. But now that my short story is coming out, the the Watchers, it's being published as part of the yes. anthology uh, by Sarita Domingo. She edited it. Um, it's coming out with Trapeze Books, um, and it's coming out March 2021. Um, the anthology is called uh, "Who's Loving You?" Love stories Ooh, by you. yeah. <laughs> Love stories by women of color, and my short story is called "The Watchers." But, but- um, and you also, read it. did you mention the Time Magazine Black Pound Day? Oh, Time Out London. Time Out London. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. Mm, well, mm, yeah, sure. I know you weren't a huge fan of the picture, but like I said, I love the picture. It was a really good initiative that Google was Google that did it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've mm, yeah. Anyway, anyway, big up June Sarpong though for mentioning the studio as one of the uh, black businesses that she supports and stuff. And because they actually use the picture of me, that's actually accurate for the Pulse Studio. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's all lovely. But where where is my um, where is my you know where is my magazine cover? When will I be a cover girl? This is what we want to know. But I'm not in a rush. You know, I'm not in a rush. Let's just see what's going to happen. Anyway. Let's get into tarot. This week has been um, um, a difficult one. Well, previous week has been a difficult one for so many people. Left, right, centre, it seems like so many people were going through it. And um, myself included. And it seems like Spirit this week did not want me to do um, my general tarot reading. Instead, Spirit thought it would be hilarious to tell me to do a reading for every single star sign because clearly I don't have enough going on in my life. Not that I'm complaining, Spirit, not that I'm complaining, Ancestors, but I just find it's just funny how I'm always asked to do more when I don't feel like I've got more to give. But okay, I, I've always been an obedient, disciplined student, so I will do what I've been asked. So you, man, are in for a treat. I've done um, a card pull for every single star sign. Um, So if you know your sun, your moon, your rising and your Venus sign, I would say um, pay attention to all of those. If you only know your sun sign, then, you know, take what you can and leave whatever that isn't rocking with you. But um, if you know your sun, moon um, and rising sign um, and Venus, uh, um, listen out for that. Yeah. So the first card 
is for Aries. Yeah, because Aries is uh, the beginning really of the um, astrological kind of chart. So um, the first card for Aries is the five of pentacles. That's the situation. So I pulled cards for the situation and what the advice is um, for the situation. So first card is Aries and keeping everything like short, sharp and, and you know, moving with speed. Five of pentacles is your first card, Aries. Um, oh, you feel like you've been left out in the cold. Somebody's really done you dirty. Someone's really done. Someone's been bad mind. Um, you feel so alone or you, you literally feel the cold. It's like winter has come. Winter is coming. Winter has come and you feel left in the cold. You feel, um, lonely. You're so lonely. You have nobody to call your own, but you do, you have somebody to call your own yourself. That sounds really kind of like, wah, 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 wah. but no, honestly, you, the, the, there is a lesson in what you're going through because you've got the seven of cups in reverse. That is your advice, right? The situation is five of pentacles that you're feeling left out in the cold. Um, you've been and I think it was sudden. And, and when we look at the um, image, we see two figures walking outside a church sort of window. Um, they've been left out in the... Oh, it makes me think of weddings. It makes me think of, think of marriages. It just makes me think of um, vows or... Oh, yeah, that's what's coming to my mind. But you've, you've, you've been hurt in some way because of people not keeping their side of the bargain. So that could either be uh, relationships um, in terms of um, romantic relationships, or it could be um, business relationships. It could be like you sign a contract with somebody um, and um, they're not pulling their weight. Like the, whatever it is that you've agreed upon, somebody's not doing what they need to be doing. So that's literally left you out in the cold. It could even be for some of you, it might even be a tenancy agreement, but whatever it is, it suddenly left you feeling like where the fuck am I meant to go now? Like what, what am I meant to do with everything that's happening now? The uh, advice that you get is the seven of cups in reverse, which to me says that you're in a training ground right now because you need to learn the power of discernment. God is asking you, spirit is asking you to learn the power of discernment. You are destined for greatness. Don't ever fucking get it twisted. And the reason that you know that is because even while all of this is happening right now, I'm thinking of that pentacles energy that you've got, the, the five coins there. The five coins still mean something. It's not like you have nothing. You have something. If you look around you, you're set good technically. Like, you know, things are starting to blossom for you, bloom for you in a way that you would have never ever imagined. And just think about that. If God could bring you this fire, why would God leave you now? What you're finding is a clearing out of all of the things that no longer serve you, right? But you're being asked in the next stage of your life to have more power of discernment. Baby girl, baby boy, baby non-binary, choose better. Do, stop choosing from a place of desperation. Stop choosing from a place of, oh, I just don't want to be out in the cold anymore. So I'm just going to go into the next house that warm. that's warm. But that place that you've just walked into is hellfire. Do you get what I mean? Like you're, it's like, oh, I just need to be somewhere that's warm, but then you can't stand the heat of that place because the heat of that place is not even um, habitable. So choose, choose, make better choices, make choices from a place of self-love, make choices from a place of the, um, of knowing that you are worthy. Um, and 
And that, I feel like that is the message. I always stop talking when I feel like the message has stopped. So um, I, I don't like to like do the most if um, nobody's talking through me. Um, so that's for Aries. Taurus, your uh, situation, Taurus, is um, four of swords. This was, um, you're not resting. You refuse to rest. Why won't you rest? Yeah. You won't rest because you're heartbroken, Taurus. Um Something's happened, and whenever I see three of swords, it always makes me think of infidelity. But it could be a number of things. But whatever it is, it's like um, when we talk about heartbreak, we think about heartbreak and a physical pain that we're feeling in our chest. But it's a mental, uh, it's a mental um, phenomena that takes place that then we feel in in the body, right? So you think that something hasn't gone your way. You think that you've lost something. You are, your heart is aching because you believe that you have lost something somehow and you haven't, but you're being asked to rest so you can have more mental clarity, so you can see life for what it truly is. Because sometimes we project um, our inner turmoil, we project it out into our outer world. So all we see is turmoil around us. So you're being asked to, to rest and, and then you'll see that the pain isn't as visceral as you think it is. Um, you know, pain is something that we will all experience. Loss is something that we will all experience in this life. Grief is something that we'll all experience in this life. But suffering, suffering is something that then we take choose. That's that's the one that we choose. And we go, oh, yeah, no, I want more of this. Every morning I want to wake up and remind myself of how terrible everything feels. You've got to make the choice when you wake up the next morning that you're not going to do that, that you're going to make a different choice. And I'm saying that from a place of, like even um the past week I've been so upset because I've just been like why god do I, am I being told that all of these things are coming my way and I'm gonna have this and I'm gonna have that and I was so cl close to like booking this commercial or whatever and I just feel like they fucked me around so you know I'm I'm in my feelings and I had to wake up the next morning and say to myself today I'm not going to dwell on that anymore I am of the firm belief that what what is mine will never ever ever pass me by and if I truly believe that I've got to be okay with that no matter how close it looks like I got to booking something or getting something that it wasn't mine and we've got to be thankful for the things that look like rejections because they're redirections back to self and it also they keep us on course yeah pray that you never go chasing after the things that take you out of alignment with your destiny no matter how shiny they look so that's your advice um Taurus um Gemini 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 oh what a star sign whoo yeah Gemini king of cups you're feeling steady in your emotions right now you're feeling steady you're looking towards the kind of emotional fulfillment that you want in life the kind of you're ready to meet me at the altar in your white dress oh we ain't getting no younger we might as well do this you're in a space where um you're ready to settle down. You're ready to have, um, something, someone to call your own, um, in a more official way. You're really ready to step out in the world and show both sides of you, Gemini, both of your sides, um, just, and to be appreciated and to be loved for that. But, um, the advice is that you've got to, stop being so afraid of conflict. Five of ones. We've got to be so, you've got to be, not so afraid of conflict because the five 
of wands if you're not afraid to go through a bit of conflict to let people know what you want you can't please everybody and trying to please everybody trying to be everything to everybody it's going to wear you out um you've got to show up as who you are with that king of cups energy that you have all of this love to give um and and be okay with that. Like that is part of, I keep thinking about masculinity, but that is part of who you are. Like you've, you've got to show up as your whole self and, and bring that to the table because 10 of cups is the card that you get next that you've got to, the king of cups is looking through over at the 10 of cups that that's the kind of life that they want. But in the middle of that is conflict. Like, is it conflict about letting people know, for instance, um, like whether it's, I don't know, sexuality or whether it's, um, you know, polyamory, whatever it is, whatever a, a beautiful life looks like to you, you're seeing it now, but you're afraid to go through conflict to go and get it. But the thing is, you must go through that to go and get um, that which you desire. And so you've got to armor up and be ready, do what needs to be done to get the things that you want. So that's Gemini, oh, what a star is that? Um, sorry, that's my rendition of Tyrese. Um, and uh here we go here we go here we go um cancer 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 three of wands in reverse you are so over all of this shit you are over this shit you want to travel you want to live your best life you're looking at all of the things that you want to achieve and fucking rona is like you shall not go move past go you will stay where you are like you are ready for a whole new adventure you're ready for a whole new world. Yeah, the song. <laughs> the song. It's very entertaining. Like <laughs> but no, honestly, you um you want to travel because I see water here. I see the three of wands. You you want to be reignited. You um are wearing red. Your success. You have a clearer idea of what success looks like to you, and you are ready for the things. But you're. It's not time for you to go yet. It's not time for you to go yet. And the reason it's not time for you to go, the 10 of wands is the advice from spirit, which is um, saying that there are things clouding your judgment. 10 of wands, you're carrying so many things for other people that do you want to go as a form of escapism? Because there's being ready to go, um, because you know everything's sorted and you're and you and you are just ready to do the thing and then there's almost a being ready to go because you want to avoid having to face all of the um turmoil or all of the um discomfort or tension that surround you um put other people's things down for them let other people handle their own load because whenever I see 10 of wands, I'm always thinking about, you can't see the wood for the trees. Like you're so busy trying to carry everything and sort out, the, like, it feels like home life or maybe, it's, you know, within the workspace, you're trying to do everything for everybody. So you're, you're working from a place of desperation in this being ready to go, ready to leave, ready to explore new horizons. You, you can't run from things because wherever you run to, the same issues will find you there. So rather sort these things out now and then you'll see that the path to move forward will be made more clear to you. So that's cancer. Leo, uh, here we go. Leo, this is looking very nice, I guess. Um, Leo, it says here, the situation is the Knight of Swords. You're ready to charge forward. You're ready to go for the things that you want. 
white horse, um, you've got clear intentions, you've got, you know, um, glean, uh, um, good intentions, you're ready to just move everything out of your way and you're moving at a pace that your your mind is finally clear. You're moving at a pace that works best for you and you're charging towards the king of pentacles. You're charging towards financial stability. You're charging towards a groundedness, um, towards um, a more stability is what you deserve. And yeah, I, that's the king of pentacles is actually the advice card, which is basically saying that you're headed in the right direction. So yeah, well, well done. Well done, Leo. Like you, you're just, you're actually just doing, you're doing well, you know, you're doing great, sweetie. So that's Leo. Virgo, what we got for Virgo? Virgo. Oh, Virgo. Uh, here we go. What's that? I think that that was, um, Libra. Um, no, I think, are they all together? Let me have a look. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Virgo. Um, the situation is the seven of swords upright, three of cups in reverse. Someone in your friendship group, someone in your friendship group isn't showing up as who they truly are. There's a lot of deception. There's a lot of envy around you right now. Um, yes. Three of cups. The celebration can't happen because there are people in your circle who aren't really happy for you or you're not like when I look at the cards yeah I'll tell you what I see so I see seven of swords I see the lady I see the woman wearing a nice cute blue outfit holding her sword and she's looking back and she's looking back at the three of cups in reverse so she's looking at the group in reverse so it's almost like you're feeling a type of way about letting people know that you're not with the whole friendship group thing. Like some, some, something in the friendship dynamic, you're not feeling it. Like you, you, you're, you're holding back from letting people know about the fact that they're not meeting you where they're not celebrating you the way that you feel like you should be celebrated. For instance, that's like the energy that I get from it. And then the card that comes out as the advice is the Knight of Wands. The Knight of Wands comes out to say, that fire energy, you've got to let it come forward, you've got to, and I like this um, Knight of Wands here, because it's a black girl with um, pink hair, and, you know, she's got the wand in her hand, and the horse is ready, the horse has even got two hooves in the air, because it was like, I will trample a motherfucker, you just try me, you just fucking try me, and see what I go on, see what happens, it's about movement. It's about being ready. So you never have to get ready, stay ready. So you never have to get ready. And rather than, you know, looking at these situations where there's envy and deception and everything around you, it's about charging away from those things. Like you've literally got to leave these people, leave these places behind. Like you can love people from afar. Sometimes when you are growing and growing and growing, the, the 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 environment around you the people around you it makes them uncomfortable it makes them really really uncomfortable and especially if you're growing at an exponential rate yesterday i saw you you were having drama what now you're you found a place of um clarity you found a place of um self-love if all of the rest of them man knew you for drama and knew you for for not um being in touch with that um, space of self-love within yourself. And thus, that is what attracted you all to each other. When you now start growing out of that, 
whether they realize it or not, they're going to frustrate the process because they are not ready to move at the pace that you are moving. So what do you now wait for them to catch up and then be pissed off with them? And then not only be pissed off and, but you're not going to show them that you're pissed off. So all of that lower vibrational energy is just festering within you and, and in a way, contaminating the work that you're trying to do and the life that you're trying to build for yourself. The best thing you can do for all parties involved is literally to charge off in the direction that you're being called to, like whether it's changing jobs or whether it's um, looking again at like uh, friendship groups, but just getting yourself away from it, charging forward with all of that fire energy that you've got. And, you know, the fact that the... um you know, I always think about the ones being phallic and um, everything else is tapping into some of that masculine energy that you hold, but also like, yeah, like just showing up more for yourself, being the kind of father for yourself, showing up for yourself and being like, what would a, a loving father say to me in this situation, specifically a loving father? Because you know, the kind of energy sometimes that men bring to a situation, what would a loving father say to me about everything that's happening around me now? All right, cool. That's what I'm going to act on by hose and off you go. Should they catch up? Should the people around you, should your environment catch up? Then they can meet you where you're at, but you've got to keep going because you can't slow down and wait for anybody. That's, this is not what we're doing, um, going into 2021, soz. All right, so that's Virgo. Libra, 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 queen of wands in reverse is the, um, uh, is the energy here. Um, Libra queen of wands in reverse. You're not feeling very fiery. You're not feeling very much yourself drag. Um, you're not feeling very much yourself. Um, I'm seeing the sunflower. I'm seeing a, a little bit of an exposed tummy. So I'm also thinking about fertility as well. Are you feeling off hormonally? Do things feel off in your digestive system? Are you eating well? Have you, have you eaten? Are you looking after yourself or are you waiting for people to come and look after you? Because physical help is not coming for a while because there are certain places that you need to go and things you need to do to get you into the space where those who will be able to provide you the physical um, assistance and the celebration and the kind of nurturing that you desire that you provide to so many others, because we see Sunflower, we know she's a queen, queen of wands. The nurturing that you provide to other people, that fire energy, that fire protective energy that you provide for others, the space where people will be able to rekindle you and give on to you to keep your flame burning, you haven't quite reached there yet. So you need to stoke your own flames for a bit longer the advice is literally that the page of pentacles in reverse you're looking at other opportunities with that oh well maybe i just need to move on from here and just go and do other things because nobody appreciates me so whether that's your home life whether that's your industry that you're in um career wise it's come out in reverse because that's not how you deal with problems you don't just go oh well since these bitches don't appreciate what i'm doing for them i'm going to take myself elsewhere that's not what you're being asked to do right now you're just being asked to exercise patience and rather than looking outside for um the fire to be um reignited within you 
you've got to know how to t- switch yourself back on. You've got to know how to re relight your fire. Woo! Your love is your burning desire. God's love is your burning desire. So yeah, and that's what you need. God's love is your burning desire. Yeah, that's not what E seventeen said, but that's what I'm saying. So that's Libra. That's Libra. Um, Scorpio. Scorpio, Queen of Pentacles, upright, is the situation. I'm also thinking about fertility here as well. You're in a good place. You're in a good place financially. You're in a good place um, in terms of your your body or what you're trying to create in the world because we see this white rabbit so you're in a good place in terms of what you want to create i always see the head of the ram as well which makes me think sometimes of um being the greatest of all time like you're set you're set good you're set good for things that will um be part of your legacy you're you're in a really really good place however the advice for you is the hermit card come off social media drag me lord um come take a break there's so much information out there that you are absorbing without realizing it that you can be there um and be carrying emotions that aren't your own you know so in order for the things that you are wanting to manifest for you to truly see yourself as the queen of pentacles, for you to really see how much of a bad bee you are, you've got to come off line because we see the hermit card. I'm using the Lisa Stone Modern Witch Tarot deck again because I just love this deck and I think that it works so well for the podcast. But um, we're seeing the figure in the hermit card um, on this deck. They're shutting their laptop down and they've got one hand almost over their chest. And this just makes me think about the fact that sometimes you don't see how much of a bad bee you are because you're looking at what other people are doing and you're like, oh, but, you know, look at their bad beeism and it looks so different to mine. Yeah, because that's their destiny. Imagine you, like, in um, Yoruba cosmology, we believe in Ori, like, that your crown chakra, as some of the next man might call it, yeah? That you choose your Ori before you enter into the physical realm. When you choose that Ori, when you choose your destiny, basically, yeah? When you are choosing it, you are also made aware of all of the challenges that you'll face along the way. And when you come through the birth canal or however you enter into the world, you forget. Your Ori, though, always remembers what your destiny is and always remembers that the challenges that will be along the way, as well as all of the sweet things that will also be part of your experience. Don't go and offend your Ori. Don't go and offend your crown chakra by looking at somebody else's what you perceive to be sweet time and go, Oh, that looks nice because you don't know. You do not know what they also signed up to with that in terms of their assignment, the the, the challenges and the things that they've signed up to, the karmic contracts that they've made for that specific thing that you're seeing right now that you think you want a bit of. You don't know what anybody else is going through. So stop stretching your neck to be like, oh, mm, why don't I have that right now? don't offend yourself in that way. Don't offend your higher self by desiring 
that which is not on your path. It's one thing to be maybe inspired by something because sometimes what we see other people have can set off um, positive emotions within us. Like, you know what? I love seeing that. You know, I'm I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to set the intention to kind of manifest something for, for myself that, that's in alignment with my energy that's similar. That's one thing. But to covet what other people have or to not see your own divinity because you've, you've been socialized into believing that for someone to have something, you must have nothing. And actually, that's the fallacy of capitalism. That's the fallacy of the world that we live in. It's possible for all for all of us to have and to have an abundance without somebody else suffering. But we've got to re um, realign our thoughts in that way. And that's what this is saying to you, basically, Scorpio. Um, Sagittarius. Sagittarius. What have we got for Sagittarius? Oh, two of cups, the star, eight of swords. So two of cups, it's a relationship thing. You are um, wanting a relationship, you're wanting partnership, you're wanting to be met, you're wanting to be loved, you're wanting to be cared for. Um, and maybe you think you found a sweet one. Cool. That's nice. The star card is the advice. Balance, 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 balance. Yeah. There is hope in the situation. If it's a work situation, whatever it is, you're, you're, you, you think you found something good. Annie, good times, Annie, uh, uh, Annie, something good, and I need, I listened to that song all of last week, I hadn't even paid attention really to the lyrics before, but yeah, it's it's such a good song, but I hadn't really paid attention to the lyrics before, but I was having such a tough week last week, that something was like, go and find the song, and the only way I could actually find it is to type in some of the lyrics that I think I heard, Um, and I typed it, and it was like, oh, it's Maverick Saber, so I went to go and um, play the song, and when I tell you I sobbed, I sobbed, because it was literally just what I need, I just need good times, like, uh uh-uh, how much can one person just be doing and doing and doing? Where is my break? And every time will be like, spirit will be like, it's coming, material harvest, abundance that you've never known, like that will last for generations and generations. You'll know good things, baby girl, it's coming. And then you'll feel like you're close and be like, ah no, not this one. This one's not for you, girl. And I know that it's not a ha-ha. I know it's more of a case of, no, you're still on a training ground. You still need to know to tap into that feeling um, of, you know the cons- you want to you want to be able to be consistent with your inner world that no matter what's happening in the outer world you still feel that like when i thought that i was close to getting certain things and this is almost like we're replaying last year right when i was going through the whole process of um having a book proposal out and things like that and that feeling that excitement of like oh feedback is coming people are bidding publishers are bidding for this oh yeah and then i saw the offers and i was just like no no and then that disappointment kicked in. But then looking at how I've grown from last year when that happened to, to this year, where it's just like, maybe it's not a book, your whole ass book right now, because you're still trying to take in information that's going to make this book the greatest ever, right? That people will still be talking about this book um, 150 years from now, right? But things have to be put in place for that to happen. Who knew that a whole ass pandemic was going to come and I'm going to have a different view of anger all 
together, seeing how anger can play out, see how anger can take Trump out of office, seeing how anger can bring about the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement to have all of these unwashed unseasonables taking a knee. Like, who knew that anger could do that? So imagine if I'd already written the book beforehand that no, it, there, there were still things I needed to learn. So even though there was a disappointment in that moment last year when I was just like, bun all of these motherfuckers, um, that was God stepping in and going, not right now. So how many times have we thrown a tantrum with spirit because spirit said, not right now, because you're trying to get, uh, I don't know, 50K, but I want to bless, bless you with a million. Like what, can you not, can you let me do my job and you just do yours? Your job is merely obedience. Your job is, and we're not talking about obedience in the sense of, uh, okay, but more of like, a, a, a quiet, a calm understanding that the God that you serve will never, ever let your blessings pass you by. The ancestors that ride for you will never, ever watch you just suffer for no fucking reason. They will rather let you throw your tantrum and think that you've been overlooked to just make sure that when you finally get to that place, you look back and you're like, rah, okay, sorry, I'm, my bad. I didn't realise that that's what we were setting up for me. Okay, all right, let's do this then. So that's the kind of energy that I get from this, that it's like balance. The things that you want also want you, yeah? The things that you want in this life also want you. But there will be tower, there will be tower energy because we get that before the star. There will be tower energy where things looks like things are just toppling, toppling, toppling. But the star comes out, hope comes out. And it's about having the the um, the wherewithal to make sure that there is a balance between your spiritual life and your physical life. Like you don't want to be too much of the world where all you're chasing is material abundance or you're chasing all of these sort of material physical relationships. You want to be in a space where you understand that first and foremost, it must feed your spirit world, your your your, your inner world um, more first and foremost before you start worrying about anything else. Then you've got the eight of swords in reverse, which is here saying that no more turning a blind eye, no more turning. If you are truly about it, about it, the things that you say that you want, if you're truly about it, you have to get ready to stop turning a blind eye to taking 60%. You know, like, oh, well, it's not exactly what I want, but you know, I can make do, I would ignore all of the red flags, I'll ignore all of the things that make me feel a bit uncomfortable, and I'll just, I'll just take this, that's fine, I'll have this, no more of that, it's either 100% or get the fuck out, yeah, so like I said, I always stop talking when the message stops, you must be like, Ross, so the message told you to say, get the fuck out, but yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's what I was told, so you know me, I don't argue with that, um, cool, so I feel like that was, um, Sagittarius, Capricorn, um, Capricorn, six of cups is the situation. Six of swords is the advice. Six of cups, the childhood memories. Childhood memories. I don't know if it's um um lost love. Um, you've been stuck in the past for a really long time, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe you had a relationship that was great, but it ended. It didn't necessarily end on bad terms, or maybe even the person passed away. I don't know, but um, it was a good time. It was a beautiful time. It was um, it was yeah, it was just beautiful. I just get that feeling of like, 
an overwhelming sense of love. It was it was beautiful. You've got to get ready to move on, though. You you. It seems like whatever it was. It's now time to stop living in the past because you can also find fulfillment. You can also find um, pleasure in 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 future endeavors, in future relationships. You know, just because something was good once doesn't mean it can't be good again. And some of you, for uh, for some of you, um, it's a case of you. Because six, six, you know, comes back to three. We come, we still come back to three. That energy of creating, that energy of um, fertility, being ready to try again, also comes comes to mind. But some of you have been doing the work to kind of deal with your childhood memories, maybe childhood trauma, and now that you've done that, you're ready to cross over kind of an emotional abyss into somewhere, somewhere that feels more steady, somewhere that feels, um, safer and, and you're being welcomed. You're, you know, you're being welcomed. God is like, yeah, time to do that six of swords, time to travel, time to move on from that place. Try you've, you've, you've dwelled there long enough. Now we can't keep doing inner child, inner child, inner child, inner child is like, look, I'm good. Thank you so much for all the help that you've given me now go be an adult. I'm, I'm, I'm over here and I'm fine. Thanks so much. So that's Capricorn Aquarius judgment is the situation um four of wands and the hanged one is the advice judgment for aquarius you're going through some times right now everything feels a bit murky everything feels a bit unclear but trust that everything is being shifted to position you in the best way possible for the life that you say that you want. You say that you want a firm foundation, four of ones in reverse. You want a firm foundation. You want a beautiful family life. And you feel like that's been held from you, hanged one, the hanged man in reverse. You feel like that's been held from you. So you're in your feelings about it. Like, oh, well, why does everybody else have love and I've still got to wait? Or why does everybody else have like a beautiful home and, and nice uh, job and whatever, whatever? The judgment card is basically saying that you're being woken up to yourself, your true self. So you may have spent many, many years of your life numb to yourself. Maybe you would have used certain vices, maybe alcohol, sex, um, drugs, um, overspending, you would have done numerous things because you wanted to remain numb to yourself. But the thing is, now that you're waking up, you're seeing that all that life has to offer. Only now can you start to turn that four of wands energy upright. Only now can you start to actually see from the, um, from the perspective of the hanged one, can you see the ways that the patterns in your life that weren't serving you, you're now able to see them more clearly. You're able to see yourself in a new light as deserving, as worthy, as not, as not dead. You're not dead. You're not dead. So, you know, and wake up who you've been sleeping. Um, take off your, what is it? And whoa. Wake up, you've been sleeping. Take off your, um, Stop blaming other people. people. It's, it's nobody, nobody else's, else's fault. fault. Except that you're the... Except the truth about you. you. 
You know that life goes on, on without you. you. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Ooh. That Ooh. is it. That's your we word. We are Lauren Hill fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's freedom time. Ooh. It is freedom time. That's freedom what your judgment time. card is. It's freedom time. You are not dead. Yeah. And for now that you are awakened to yourself, that you are awakened to your purpose, that you um, are aware of all the things that you deserve, suddenly that you'll see that that family life or um, the foundation, that firm foundation that you want is not out of reach. Suddenly you understand why you've been in this holding pattern for so long, because imagine your blessings coming to you before you were ready. Yeah. So it's freedom time. And then last but definitely not least, we've got Pisces. Ooh, I've been waiting. <laughs> Why is Pisces always last? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's the end of, of the course, yeah. of course. Pisces always last. Yeah, it's the end of the chart. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> so Pisces, it says here, Queen of Swords in reverse. You're not really able to think clearly in the way that you want to think. Um it's like things are clouding your judgment or clouding your um, ability to make decisions. Um, because when we look at the Queen of Swords upright, she's got a clear blue sky. She's got one hand forward. Chris Jenner is who I think of when I think of um, uh, Queen of Swords. So she's got one hand. She's very decisive. And that sword is upright. Like she's sure of what she, you know, what she's about to do. We see a strong bird drawn onto the stone throne as well as a butterfly. So I'm th I'm getting the feeling here that the confusion or maybe the lack of clarity in thought is because you are not understanding that you are going through a metamorphosis, that what happens to the caterpillar when they are called to create the... Um, the 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 cocoon and then go through a process of um you know within the chrysalis what does the caterpillar think in that moment what is the caterpillar's thought in that moment when cocooned when you know preparing for this moment to be wrapped away to then enter into the world anew as a butterfly there might not be clarity, but what you need to understand is that the same way that the caterpillar goes through that process and understands that it needs to be done, even if they don't know what is going to be on the other end of that, it's the same way that you must understand that even when things aren't making sense and you're being called to do things that doesn't that don't seem to connect with each other and it's just like look i just want everything to be made clear why am i being made to go through this understand that the 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 spirit that governs the metamorphosis of the butterfly also governs yours also governs your change also governs the the inevitability of the beauty that you will appear in the world as. The Hierophant in the reverse is that advice that confirms that. Don't move away from your God self. Don't move away from God just because you don't understand the mechanics of what is happening. Don't lose faith in you as a divine spiritual being, because you don't understand the extent or the um, mechanics of your divinity. The whole point of us having a physical experience as, as spirits, as offshoots of the, of spirit is that we come here to 
learn and to have a deeper understanding of love, of creation. So don't abandon your God self and your assignment just because it doesn't make sense because the whole point of the ent- your entire life is to make sense of it. So you can't make sense of something when you're virtually only really at the beginning of it because they say like time, time is a construct. Time is a concept that we've given ourselves in, um, in this realm to make it more bearable when we don't understand everything that's going on. It gives us a false sense of control. You have to let go of the master that you've created out of time and understand that you, you surpass it you surpass it. And things that have been promised to you aren't promised to you in your linear chronological understanding of time. They're promised to you in a, in a, in a, in a way that, in a way that the world moves. I say that because like I said, being upset about didn't book this job, didn't do this, didn't do that. But I thought it was promised to me. I thought all of this abundance was promised to me. And I thought that things were happening now. Things are happening now. Literally things are happening now. But we pray for things and then like, oh, I want this massive tree. And God's like, okay, here are your seeds and the tree's guaranteed. What the fuck do you mean I've got seeds? Where's my tree? As if the tree didn't, doesn't need time to grow. And then from that tree, you get so much, you get the fruit, you get the wood, you get so much from the tree. You get oxygen, but you're vexed because God's given you the seeds and said, go and plant it then. So that's the advice. I always stop talking when the things stop talking. That's the tarot. Ooh, gosh. <laughs> Quite a few people are going to be in their feelings after this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was needed. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the spirits are like talking through you, do you feel something <laughs> The way that you did that move. <laughs> no, I just, just want to know if you feel something physically, like when they're you know, inside you. <laughs> I mean, talking through you. No, I, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, it just feels like a strange sense of like peace. Mm-hmm. That's why when I, you know, like it's almost like a, a train of thought, like you, it, or, or a stream of consciousness. It just comes out. Like you, if you'd asked me to write that, I wouldn't write, be able to write that. But the cards just like, and your eyes just get drawn to like random things. And even if you don't necessarily read that card that way, usually it's like, okay, say this and then say this. I think that the main thing that I practice the most is just saying what I'm seeing, no matter how random it sounds to me. Mm-hmm. And and as much as possible, not projecting how I feel about the thing onto the thing and just reading what it says. Letting it speak for yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. I put that. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what's so beautiful and empowering about it. But my God, spirit, please don't ask me to do, um, an entire freaking um, everybody's thing again. (laughs) You (laughs) You know, it's tiring. Gosh, (laughs) but I did what I was asked. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's a lot anyway. Um, we'll be back. Let's go and big up our show sponsor, which this week is Skillshare. So big up this week's show sponsor, um, Skillshare, doing their thing, um, providing memberships with meaning and all of that. Um, 
don't ask me about my guitar playing. I still haven't really sorted out what I'm doing, but um, you know, I'm I'm just gonna focus on getting my guitar up eventually, slowly, slowly. Now that you know we're back into lockdown 2.0, um, so yes, um, Skillshare offers membership with meaning with so much to explore there's real projects to create and the and the support of fellow creatives and skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth i've seen on um the skillshare list now that you can do a class for um that's called plants at home uplift your spirit and your space taught by christopher griffin who's at plant queen i really want to do that because i feel like I want to get better at keeping plants alive. And I, I really see myself, I don't know why I'm so intimidated by plants. I'm just like, rah, they're alive. Like they're literally alive right now as you've got them in this house. I, free- I don't I don't feel the connection. It freaks me out. Really? Yeah. I don't feel the connection. Like flowers. Plants. I'm just like, <gasps> like they're alive. Like they're going to talk? Yeah. Not even that they're going <laughs> to talk, but you know, like this, they, they're alive. Like these plants are growing and they're alive. The way you're saying it, like. And like, what if you like, die and the plants just grow over you could happen could happen right because when i see those kind of plants that kind of trail on the wall they freak me out i don't understand how they get there exactly <laughs> exactly so they're they're like literally creatures mm. so anyway um but i, I want to be less scared of plants in that way and 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 see myself having a beautiful home with lots of plants but i have to be able to like look after them so they don't turn against me so that's why <laughs> so um yeah so i want to get better at like looking after plants so i want to try that class um so yeah skillshare is a great way to refresh your creativity and explore beyond your areas um your areas of focus so break up your routine with spontaneous acts of creativity explore workshops classes and lots more Um, members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects and feedback from a community of millions of people so with new live classes experience real-time inspiration with popular teachers along with other members you uh, most of the classes are under 60 minutes with a uh, with short lessons to fit any schedule there are no ads and there's always um they're always launching new premium classes as well. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash S Y M that's S K I L L S H A R E.com forward slash S Y M. And the first 1000 people to use the link will get a free trial of Skillshare premium membership. So receive free access to thousands of classes for a limited time. Be one of the first 1000 to sign up at skillshare.com com forward slash s-y-m that's skillshare.com forward slash s-y-m and let them know a baby girl sent you okay now let's get to share your magnificence so this week for share your magnificence you're in for a treat um because obviously wonderful um letters of magnificence but also you know that sir steve mcqueen do you understand oh. sir steve mcqueen i got to interview him um I mean, I was trying to get John Boyega for you, man, but I think maybe he hates me because he wasn't available. I'm joking. Maybe his team just, you know, didn't see it for me. Anyway, um, got to speak with um, Steve McQueen, Sir Steve McQueen, um, you know, Oscar winner and all of them things there. 12 years a slave and that um and who's just given us small acts um um, an anthology of incredible films uh that i will talk about shortly so let's first start with the letters um 
here's one. It says here, greetings, Kalechi. I hope you and your family and loved ones are doing well. Thank you for week upon week sharing this podcast with us. And it has been wonderful listening to you whilst being locked down. Thank you also to your guest in residence, Sadiq, who has also brought much joy to us listeners during this period and may blessings upon you all. I'm going to keep this one extremely short and I will not send you a link, but just a small trigger warning as to what it's about, assault, sexual abuse, kidnapping. I'm currently working from home and I've been so enraged by what I've seen today that I have to come, I've had to come and take some time out of my day to allow myself to collect my thoughts and feelings after seeing a very distressing video online. A video of which I will not send as I know you have seen it too and I know can be difficult to watch, especially for other survivors. Yes, I. that video really fucked me up. Mm -hmm. and partly why I said I was sobbing and um, listening to Maverick Sabre. Um, anyway, it says here, there are rules you have to set in place which should always be followed. Tag. Um, there are rules you have set in place which should always uh, be followed. Tagging you and sending you content, most of which I know you have seen, is not something I would do on any occasion, and I hope other listeners can get that through their thick skulls. If not, they can grab a straw and use it to, well, you know the rest. Unfortunately, the world we live in is an extremely cruel place, and especially so for young black girls. Protections afforded to others and the benefit of the doubt that we never get means we are easily targets, and we hardly, if ever, receive justice, and if we do, it is with humiliation. My Share Your Magnificence comes after this young lady has spoken out and identified herself as Shansdaya on Twitter. Reason one, she was informed by her younger sister, who too deserves a, sh a Share Your Magnificence, uh, for identifying that something was wrong with the little girl in the said video and for believing her sister and taking actions to ensure the victim's safety. Reason two, for keeping the identity of the young girl hidden whilst only identifying the perpetrator, a low-life piece of scum. Reason three, we are often told to mind out our business and never to pry. A lot of the time, once people have an answer, she's, he's, they're fine, it's my sister, wife, girlfriend, etc., they tend to leave the situation as it is. But following your gut instinct and putting yourself in danger for another vulnerable person is incredibly admirable. And as we all watched with bated breath, we were extremely glad at the resilience she showed, which paid off. What she did was heroic. And this coming week, I hope that she can receive the Shea Magnificence. And she put here a trophy and a medal. A huge suck your mum to the apologists and those who must have imaginary daughters to realise how awful it, um, it is to be a young girl living in a society that doesn't protect black women or girls. I hope you have a blessed week. You make... Um, you may share my name, but I think the message this week I've sent is from all of us listeners and we have all had similar feelings. I just want to, wanted to formally put it into words, Aziza. Thank you, Aziza, baby girl. Thanks, Aziza. That video really, was was that, was that, do you know when that video came out? Was it Monday? Yeah. It feels, it feels like a while ago. Mm. That video, I remember watching it. It was, it was as soon as the little girl spoke. Yeah. Whew. I broke. Yeah. That was, that was, that was tough. I didn't even, and for me, it's even scary to think, because you saw those two clips, right? There's the first clip where he's walking. He's well, no, he's actually, you see the clip where he's actually capturing her. Oh. You haven't seen that? No. No, no, no. So someone must have a a, 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 a camera outside their house mm -hmm. where the girls walk into school. Mm -hmm. You literally see him put his jacket over her and is, well, I guess you can make out he's basically telling her not to scream or not to shout yeah. or whatever. And then the jacket that she's wearing in the mm -hmm. video, that's his jacket. That black jacket that she's wearing is his jacket that he's made her wear. Wow. It's, 
I, I'm, I was I was pretty much speechless at it. I just, the, I don't even, the, the punishment, whatever, I don't feel like we have a punishment in this country mm. that will be just for him. Yeah. It's difficult for me, you know, because as somebody um, who survived sexual abuse as a child, when she made that noise, I, it, oh, I broke, mm. I broke, and I'd ha- I've had such a tough week since because it was just like all of those memories came like surging back, and all those feelings of inadequacy and feeling dirty and not having anyone to tell because at least you know these two people were there, these two women were there with a camera and they caught, you know, and they persisted, whereas you know. I was kind of stuck in that space. So like, it was just really, really difficult to watch. But at the same time, I very much understand that this guy's mentally ill. I very much understand that this guy is very mentally ill. And I, I, that's why I didn't delve into that whole um, discourse online too much, because I think that there is a lack of empathy shown to um, black people who are mentally unwell like the system that they um are subjected to overly medicates them and definitely aggressively misunderstands them so i don't know as to i can't speak to the level of care that he's receiving uh, or what happened for him to even be out on road in the first place but when i heard that people were going out like going out to try and find him hunting hunt him down to do this and that i understand that they were like oh we need to do this to protect young girls for him to not do anything else but i also feel like there is such a vilification of um mentally ill black people that i couldn't possibly bring myself to join in on that totally my focus was like my priority was okay? that is she okay That's is she all safe I wanted to know. and will there be things put in place to look after her after such a traumatic experience like that is what i want to know everything else i don't have time because you people have two mouths yeah if he was a rapper and um making bare money you may not have seen a problem with that situation or even more so, like, I, I even look at it like, you know, because you also have to kind of look at, there is a psychology to sympathy. Yes. You know, and this isn't to kind of get at anyone, but it's also just to raise awareness that that little girl, it could have been another girl who is a little, little girl, but maybe may not have looked like a little girl. Yes. You know, and we also need to kind of interrogate how would we have reacted if that was the case, if if if, if this was a dark skin uh-huh. tall girl Talk it. who is maybe is who's thirteen, but she's a what do we what do we used to call them in the back in those days? A ringer. We know what yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Who's kind of more formed than the average girl that age? How would we how would we have received that? Yes, do you get what I mean. I think we just it's something for everyone to think about. I don't want to politicize what happened to her. But uh, it's but a political, it is, it is a politi- political exactly. It's a political it's, thing. It is, it is, it and is. so that's why I just didn't want to do too much. You know, I've been very much watching myself yeah. from doing the most. But I just felt like, you know, you're the same ones that will come and sit here and tell me that what R. Kelly had done to girls who are similar age to this girl, mm-hmm. it's all it's all right. Mm-hmm. They'll justify so, it. You'll justify it. So so where is the line then? Where is the line? And it's just. I mean, I get what you were saying about the whole, you know, him being mentally ill, because you have to do that in the, at least the daytime, you have to be mentally yeah. ill, period. There's no... And his were, boots. Yeah, the, the, the boots with the tracksuit. I thought, I would have stopped him from that already, not even what he was that, doing. That, to me, I was, was shocked. the clear sign. Yeah. Like, no, 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 I don't need d- to see anything that you've done, but you wore you, them boots with that tracksuit. Yeah, you are a danger, <laughs> do you get what I mean? And I've, I've, I flag those people all the time. <laughs> but it's just more of this thing where I feel like where sometimes... 
it, it bothers me to think that, you know, mental illness in men can manifest itself in that way. Because, you know, women can be mentally ill. They don't go and do that. Well, we don't know. Well, fair enough. We don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? But but where you were going, though, and I I deep it, mental illness can manifest itself in certain ways. For instance, like, let's say men, generally, and society has formed itself around it to make it okay. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Uh Um, Uh So then we'll have to have a big back and forth about, oh, well, why did the girl wear such a short skirt? Or why did the girl do that? Like, we'll find a way to make it that it's not the the man's responsibility. It was just that in this case, it was so starkly, like, boom. Yes, yes. That this this girl is as innocent as... Yes, because they love that word, innocence, you know? So let's use it here then. There you go. Yes, there was nothing... Because I like how you said that. There's nothing we can say this time. She wasn't walking at night. Yeah. She wasn't dressed... Right. What some people will say inappropriately. Yeah, she yeah. was going to school. school. So what now? Oh, the parents, why did they let her go to school on her own? People are making big, big videos like, oh, but why was she? Our oh, parents need to be held accountable. And da, 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 da. in this economy. Ugh. So I should be traipsing with the child up and down, up and down to school. And the child is what you're and, and, and this is my problem. Every time we still want to take the responsibility away from men. Mm-hmm away from rape culture mm-hmm. and the fact that people are coming to write threads as to oh well what about this and what about that and i'm like what you're really trying to be an apologist right now you're really in this trying moment to... oh it's disgusting and i just think you know people shouldn't have to be brave i was watching that video and i knew that the little girl was in danger but something in me just didn't want the the girl recording to kind of do too much i know yeah, yeah, i wanted yeah. to just protect her in a way i was just like no 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 no, don't go near me could have a gun like that's literally what i'm commentating while she's in the video i'm like he could have a gun he could have a knife like be careful like this yeah. could really really go left and i just think to myself so many times like time and time again women black women especially are having to be brave yes like extra brave yeah put themselves on the line yeah. for everybody else yeah. i mean how many people would have just like she said in the letter how many people would have walked past? Maybe asked what's going on. He would have said, "Oh no, no, don't worry, it's my little sister." Ninety percent of men would have probably walked yeah, by, yeah. and I'm I'm asking myself, what would I have done? What would yeah. I have? How would I have felt if I looked at that? And I thought, hmm, what, what's going on yeah. there? Do you get what I mean? And then you you get some people saying, "Oh, you see, but this is why you should teach your your children to scream and shout if anything's going on, fam." Just put like think of how shocked mm. that little girl would have been yeah there is no even even when you look at the video it took her like five seconds it took her a while to actually talk to talk exactly she's in shock people always have something to say when but when your boss asks you to work a couple of extra hours you don't you don't argue (laughs) (laughs) your mouth doesn't quiver (laughs) your mouth doesn't quiver you don't scream and shout but is this little little girl screaming and shouting she'll be shouting with a big big man that she don't know from anywhere i I get i get it i get it i feel like if you're if you're trying to you know prime your children for outside you want to tell them okay if someone does anything to you try and get attention i i i i get that but, but did you see how that deserted up? that area was yeah that was quite weird as well no, but that's how it no is on all around. of them signs them mitchum them croydon sides that's what them them ends look like um, that's i'm that's <laughs> like i was being very shady no, but man. but them little areas like so where was she going to scream and shout who's gonna come and she does also does not know if he's armed yes so you're saying come uh, and, and he could have he could have lied to her that he is right and so what now because people don't think in this the way that young girls, young children think to understand how scary that, how horrible that situation would have been for her. And what it made me think of one time was like I was parked at um you know Peckham um 
Uh, not Peckham Pulse. Um, by Peckham Multiplex. You know that there's car park by Peck, uh, Peckham Levels. The, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you would walk through that yeah, car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I think it was. I want to say while I was still pregnant with Lev, it must have been, or maybe it was soon after. Anyway, I went to my therapy session. Uh, I think it was after my therapy session. It was after my therapy session. So I'm there now and I'm in a car park and there isn't really anyone around and I'm sitting in a car, but the door's not locked, but the window's down because it was hot. Mm -hmm. So it must have been before Lev. yeah. Yeah, so it was hot. So I had the window down and there was a black guy that was standing like in the kind of bushes. But, you know, because of the way that Peckham Levels car park is, you can kind of walk into it from any side, really. Uh Uh So I'm not really paying any attention and I'm on my phone, like trying to set something up. And I hadn't spoken about this because it is still fucks me up when I think about it. So I'm doing something on my phone and something just said to me, like screamed at me, Kelechi, look up. And I looked up and the guy had pulled like the skull mask over his face. He'd like pulled a skull mask over his face and he was walking to come to the car door, like to, to get in. And there was a moment where I froze and I don't know how I got myself together in time, but I just, I, I turned that engine and I sped off i was just like <laughs> if this car needs to bump into something as i'm going I'm it'll out. bump into something and then he just oh. veered and went like he got close to the car and went but it was like something was like literally look up, look up yeah and it reminds I, me of that time you remember when when um we'd play outside but this was obviously years mm-hmm. ago and I, we were telling you about the guy in the balaclava yes. that, was, that was chasing us around yes yeah that that them them things can be scary yes and so i just thought about that moment where i froze and I'm in the car, but the window was down. And I just, all I was thinking was like, this motherfucker is coming to the car for I don't know what. Oh, God. And I just, oof, got out of there. So I just thank God for protecting me for all the angels that had to like scream in my ear to get me out of that space on that day. Because, you know, it, it, all, that, all that did for me when I watched that video was that bring up every moment where I've escaped narrowly somehow. And the trauma that even that leaves, let let alone what she's just gone through. So two slaps on the chest of the uh, uh, the person who filmed. Thank you for, uh, you know, um, concealing her identity. Very well. Because, oh, that would have just been horrible to have her face everywhere on top of everything that's just happened. So thank you for that. Yes. And just thank you for persisting. Thank you for you know, being so brave, um, risking your life, you know, thank you. Um, greatly appreciated. Two slaps on your chest. Whew, that was, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, here we go. Another one. Greetings, Kelechi. This is a show your magnificence from the city of Philadelphia, state of Pennsylvania in the US. This is a show your magnificence for my fellow Philadelphian voters, black, white, Asian, Latino, etc., gay, straight, non-binary, and everyone I've missed that voted to remove Donald J equals jackass Trump. Mm-hmm. The state of Pennsylvania during a presidential election is considered a swing state since we hold 20 electoral votes um, toward the 270 that a candidate needs to declare victory. It can tip an election. Philadelphia is also the largest county in Pennsylvania. So when Philly, nicknamed for Philadelphia, really comes out to vote, we really can pack a punch in a particular candidate's direction. In this case, it was Joe Biden slash um, Kamala Harris. 
Um, our voting day was November 3rd, but victory didn't come until today. It's, um, how do you lot write your numbers? 7th of November 2020 mm-hmm. at ele- about 11.30ish a.m. Eastern Standard Time because they were locked in a stalemate because this year, because of the COVID mail-in ballots, were um, because the COVID mail-in ballots were allowed. So after the machine ballots were counted, the mail-in ballots had to be counted by hand. And that's when the bullshit began because Joe Biden was at 253 and Donald Trump stands for dict- uh, DT, stands for dick tip, was at 240. <laughs> And DT and his underlings um, pulled out every bit of bullshit for the counting um, of the mail-in ballots to stop. But hello, shit for brains. You're fucking with the Constitution and that couldn't happen. Once the mail-in ballots for Philadelphia and another um, nearby county were counted, Joe Biden pulled more and more ahead until this morning when they declared victory for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I know this doesn't cure all of America's ills because we have plenty, but the fact that today we showed each other that there are people who don't give a fuck who somebody loves, what colour their skin is and who they identify as, as long as they seek to move shit in a better direction, I'm all for it. I've attached a piece from, from my little corner of the earth in West Philly um, aka University City, a farmer's market I go to that became an absolute vibe when the news hit of their victory. P.S. If Lev is asleep, use earphones so you can watch it. Peace and blessings. Ro from Philly. Aww. Ro, I'm going to have to do this. In West Philadelphia, <laughs> born and raised, where the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. <laughs> Ro is happy. Ro got those results. <laughs> And she, she she dragged her laptop. She said, "Let's Dear go, Clinchy. let's <laughs> go." Let's you know how happy go. you have to be. Oh, I'm happy. That's good. That is really good. And do you know what? I think this is gonna this election is gonna encourage a lot more people to actually read into American politics. Yes, I was I was quite lucky where obviously you know I studied American studies and everything. Like I actually knew quite a bit about American politics, so I know about like you know electoral college yeah. and all of that and. But I think to myself, for people who have no clue mm. as to how it works, it will be so confusing. Yeah. You're literally thinking, fam, why can't people just vote and we get the we get the results? It's not like it's never that simple in yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that more and more people are more aware to yeah, US the, politics. The mail in ballots like changed quite a bit of how everything would usually run. Yes. But the mail in ballots, let me see how like how backwards we are as a country because technically like that's what we do we count the votes by hand well how backwards we are yeah uk oh do we how do we count the votes but i remember when i had to when i was just about to start first year of uni i think and we were testing out this new um uh, counting machine at, at city hall and we had to come and test like they hired some of us to come and test it and so i don't know maybe that's what they're using now but it's just so it's not fancy like america yeah. when we're doing ours it's just some leisure center somewhere <laughs> yeah, literally just got people sat down yeah just, just checking like through yeah everything. yeah checking through everything but yeah i'm happy for you man you know if you like like it i fucking love it yeah, you know i'm happy for you guys yeah you know but so it is it, it is what it sometimes is sometimes it feels like the people that voted for trump are invisible in a way though isn't that interesting because i just feel like like you see you're seeing all the street parties i'm thinking are you sure everyone here voted for but i just don't of know course not. of just, course not and and um, house of who do you jessica winston who i follow on instagram she wrote um, a very very thoughtful 
uh, caption that I read today. And she was just like, there are some people who are celebrating with you right now that did not vote the way that you voted. Or, <laughs> yes. And, and this is why I kept referencing Leona's, um, Leona Nicole Black's um, Patreon video that I watched where she was just like, the duplicitous nature of white women, specifically in this situation, don't underestimate it. No. Do not underestimate it. Because you have the power, yet you keep using that power in a very wayward way. So if it was down to you, Trump would still be here. Yes. And that's what I think is interesting about white people, especially white America. They will vote for Trump knowing that if Biden wins, they're still good. Yes. And like, and, How they'll, crazy and, is that? and they'll have more benefits from Biden winning. Possibly, but even still, if even if they lose out on some benefits, white privilege makes it so that it's not even that bad. Exactly the point. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But they can't, like, by default, it can't be worse than when you had Trump. So naturally, it's going to be better. Right. So that on top of your white privilege, you're good. But you're literally, this is what I'm saying, like, you're literally voting against your better interest. Why? Out of hatred? Just because you can, really. Oh, gosh. Just because you can. So, yeah. Um. So that's that for... um. All of the, I feel like I've read all of the Share Your Magnificence letters. Let me just have a look. Um, I hope I didn't miss anybody out. That's what always aggravates me when we finish recording. I'm like, oh, oh you, you forgot, for, forgot that, forgot that one. Um, I think that that's, yeah, I think that I covered. I think I covered it. I think I covered it. Um, Cool. So then let's go to um, the interview, the wonderful interview that I got to have with Sir Steve McQueen. It was just great. It was just great to be able to chat with him and just feel that energy. He's a really interesting guy. Um, Very, very interesting guy. Some of the sound might sound a bit off um, because I think his reception was a bit funny but just keep listening because there are there are very very great bits there that you can you know that you can really enjoy and I got to ask him the questions that you know stay on my mind and he basically told me baby girl face your front yeah face your front don't worry about awards worry about doing the work telling your truth worry about that ho you didn't call me a ho but you know (laughs) that's what he said so anyway um small acts is going to be on bbc one weekly from 15th of november it's um, a collection of five films by Steve McQueen and they're set from the late 1960s to the mid 1980s. And each of the films tell a story involving London's West Indian community um, whose lives have been shaped um, by their force of their own will, despite rampant racism and discrimination. So um, even though this collection of films is set some decades ago, the stories are very, very vital and timely today as they were for um, when, you know, the West Indian community uh, were living through it at that time in London. So Small Acts is described as being a celebration of black joy, beauty, love, friendship, family, music, and even food. Each one in its own unique way conveys hard-won successes, bring, uh, bringing hope and optimism for 2020. And we know that we need quite a bit of that. So there's Mangrove, um, which, oh, let me tell you, the Small Acts episode or film that gets me is the one um, red white and blue that stars john boyega and he plays leroy logan and if you remember i interviewed leroy logan on this podcast already so you can go listen to that and um after listening to this as well but um i interviewed him and it was just interesting to have that uh journey to speak with him and to then speak with the person who's made the film that commemorates what he's done for the 
police, what he's done for the police force as a black man. So you've got um, Mangrove, you've got Lover's Rock, you've got um, Education, Alex Wheatle, Red, White and Blue, all of these wonderful um, films which to enjoy. Is, which one is Letitia Wright? Letitia Wright is in Mangrove. Mangrove, yeah. Yeah. So Mangrove is um, set uh, in Notting Hill. The owner of Notting Hill's Caribbean restaurant, Mangrove, a lively community base for locals, intellectuals and activists. In a reign of racist terror, the local police raid Mangrove time after time, making Frank uh, and the local community take to the streets in peaceful protests in 1970, when nine men and women, including Frank um, and leader of the Black, a British Black Panther movement, um, Althea Jones Lacointe, Letitia Wright, that's who she plays in that, and um, activist Darkus Howe, are wrongly um, arrested and charged with incitement to riot. A highly publicised trial ensues, uh, leading to a hard-fought win for those fighting against discrimination. Black people have been through it Ooh. in this country, but I like that it's specifically focused on the, the black West Indian community um, in this country yes. because people love to go um, not in Hill Carnival. They love to do all of these things, but at the same time, ignore the amount of fucking work that the West Indian community um, have put into this country being what it is. Yes. And, and, and that and needs to be recognized to this day. Right. Right. So before we start conflating things and be like, oh, Africans, no, no, no. Let's first big it up. Let's large up for the West Indian community that did a fucking hell of a lot mm -hmm. to, to, to navigate these streets first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, without much ado, um, please enjoy my interview with Sir Steve McQueen. Just had to start this off by saying, like, really, Sir Stephen McQueen, like... Um, it's an honour. It's a massive honour. Thank you so much for um, speaking with me. Um, you're an inspiration. Uh, as I would say on a podcast, you're an extreme baby boy. So thank you so much for all that you do. So I've been watching um, Small Acts and I'm I'm just in awe of, you know, yet another. I can not see already. You can't see me? No. What have you seen already at Small Acts? So I've seen Mangrove and I've seen um, uh, Red, White and Blue and Lover's Rock. Yeah, and I'm I'm loving it. So Bear was out, came out in 1993. And when Bear came out, um, people were asking you like, oh, race, race, race. Is this about, you know, like the black experience? And it re I read somewhere that you were, that you'd said that that's not at the forefront of what you were creating in that. Um, has Have things shifted to where we are now? Well, that wasn't what was being said. Um, mm. uh, yeah. There's a, an artwork I made in 1993. Came out was being said it was over there straight or was I gay? Was I gay? That, that, that was the conversation. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Said uh, that that was in the forefront of, of my mind. If it was black, or it was black. Or, or the, I think I think race apparently is the forefront of my mind. I mean, mm -hmm. it's that who I am and what I am. So I don't have to sort of ask anyone sort of uh, permission to do anything as far as to who and what I am. So who and what I am. It's who and what I am. So one could take from that what they want. I don't have to underline it. It's very visible. Mm, mm. And I agree. I totally agree. And I think that that's what, to me, it struck me as some of those kind of reductive questions where everything that we create has to come through this uh, kind of lens of, oh, but you're black. So you did it because you're black. And it, so I appreciate that it was, we got something different. Because I'm black, there's not even a conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, it's, 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 it's a situation where it's, you know, I don't, it, it, 
Well, the only way I can answer that is I don't want to, you know, I'm not interested in seeing things through um, what, uh, the lens or, you know, mm. what is reaction to mm. other people. You know, what I do is because of, of course, there are certain thing, aspects of my life which has to be a reaction to that because in some ways to sort of even to put one foot in front of the other sometimes takes that amount, and, um, amount of effort. But exactly, but exactly who I am in my core, no, no, and what you show us from your core, because I think that what we bring forward in the art that we create is an expression of um, our inner world, um, our inner divinity. So I, I love seeing what you put out for us to, um, you know, to kind of consume and, and to be um, inspired by. When I was watching uh, Red, White and Blue, uh, one of the first songs that we hear in is Jim Reeves. This world is not my home, I'm just passing through. Um, and... And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. And so we're looking at um, Leroy Logan being part of the police force. And then when I watch Mangrove, we see a police officer talking about, oh, you know, the black man doesn't know his place. So I started thinking about that Jim Reeves song and, um, you know, not feeling at home in the world. When you were putting this together, when you were writing, you know, the small acts kind of, um, you know, series of films, was that... um, one of the considerations was that one of the things that you were exploring looking at our history and how we have in some ways um as black british people been made to feel like this isn't our home no i was com- thinking the complete and utter opposite i was thinking that how we have we have not just made this our home but we have contributed in certain certain in such ways that it's, it's every day that it's mm. been taken for granted I mean, us as influences us as in changing the history of the fabric of this country um, so it was about foundation. I mean, interestingly enough, we talked about the beginning. I mean, the the the, the beginning of Mangrove, um, as in when Frank Christian created that restaurant, he opened it in 1968 at the same mm. time, the same year that Enoch Pound gave his speech, gave his blood speech. So the fact of the matter, people were sitting there, you know, sitting at foundation at a time where it was a, there was a lot of sort of a, um, unrest. So it was the fundamental fabric are sort of, uh, how can I say, are, are sort of um, the fact that our foundations were here, are here. So it's very important. I, I think that's very, very important to have an understanding of who and what we are within this country. And, that, you know, where we are, we are sort of unique and we are hugely influential. Yeah, and I, I totally, you know, I really do agree with that. And I, you see that when people um, get the chance to finally watch um, everything, we see Powell written on the wall, Powell for PM. So I just thought that how all of that was brought in was um, incredible. When you write, when you, sorry? At the same time, you said, you know, Powell for PM, you know, Powell for Prime Minister. At the same time, you see Frank Christian putting the card in his shop window saying, you know, a, a black ownership. Mm -hmm. take it back yeah and when like I think that it's amazing just how your mind works um well what we're showing of it when you uh because you co-wrote these pieces when you are writing these pieces are you already envisioning how you want them how you want them to be shot because when we were watching red white and blue there's a shot where the camera is just placed at the top of the stairs when they um you know when Leroy moves in with his wife into the new place I co-wrote Red, White, and Blue with Kulti Nunu and, I, and, and uh, Mangrove uh, with Alice Sims. Uh, Alice Simmons. Um, but no, I never, you know, I, I'm, I'm, 
you write something and then, you know, often, you know, even on the day, even something like I turn up and say, I don't even know what I'm doing because it's so in my head that mm. I, I see things as they occur. Um, mm. but, um, but you find it, you can find things, you can find things. So I'm not at all, I'm not, I don't want to tie myself down to a written angle. That's not why yes. I, as a director, you have to feel it and, and, and sort of, um, uh, find it within the, the actual scene. That's why it's very exciting for me because you're, you're present in the moment. You know, mm. finding something which is like six months old is usually stale by the time you get it. You invent things, you know. You know, it's like we're doing now. I'm saying something. Everything that comes out of my mouth, I imagine when you coming coming out of your mouth, you have no idea of how it's going to end up as language. Mm. There's a want and there's a there's a way, and you we are interpreting it in, in, through our language and through the words that we choose. Yes, yes, definitely. When, and I'm asking for me here, as a director, so, um, you know, you're getting ready to direct these pieces, all of the scripts are ready to go. And then the casting director, I guess, gives you these options and says, these are the people that I think would be great for this particular character. How do you know, if you ever know that, yep, this is the one, this, this is the person, this is the person to play this role? If you go back to scripts, scripts never stay still because they're always changing. They're always evolving even to, up until the day of them being shot. So they're constantly sort of, you know, changing and, 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 and rearranging and, and, and rewriting. As far as, as sort of a, an actor's concerned, how do you know? Well, you never really know until you're on the set, to be honest. Um, and often you are surprised. Um, but again, I have no, this is just energy. I have no real understanding of exactly what I want until I see it. In fact, I don't have any understanding of what I want until it surprises me. But it's the vibe, it's the sort of energy that sometimes an actor gives you. For, like, for example, the t-shirt I cast two years ago, this is before Black Panther, but I never saw her, she never auditioned, never saw her act before ever. But when she was, when she, you know, she was a you know, having those conversations with me, there was an energy that she, I got off of that. I thought, you know, this, this, this is this, this is the person. Also, I had an amazing cast director called um, uh, Gary uh, Gary Davy, and Gary, I've worked with Gary for like ooh, eleven years now. Gary was the, the person, twelve years. My goodness, oh my god, I'm getting old. Even more, even more, thirteen years, which would. Um, Gary was one of the, to, to Michael Fassman. He was one of the people who was will, will be in an audition room, but Michael was one of the people who Gary sort of brought to my attention. So again, it's all about a feeling. And that's the, a hunch. That's as much as you could do. Never show, never show until you say action and the person starts to act. Okay, well, yeah, I made one. You know, yikes, this person. <laughs> Uh, I pray I'm never yikes. I pray I'm never yikes. Um, so, no, that's great to um, know. Now, um, what I wanted to find out from you is that, I guess it's such a broad question, but it, you, I feel like it needs to be asked. Like, what is your hope for the Black British sort of creative, the Black British filmmaker? Because I'm not sure if I'm correct, but BAFTA had a whole thing. I remember going on LBC or something to talk about, um, they said you made a comment about how the UK isn't, uh, doesn't embrace its talent. And I basically said, yeah, I agree. But I wanted to find out more for you, from you. Like, what is your hope for us as Black British creatives? Listen, the hope is that look, we, there, there needs to be more accessibility to jobs. There needs to be more uh, uh, people who are encouraged to go in the film industry. 
there needs to be that's the start. I mean, you know, you know, people talking to me about how what the academy has said about how they're going to re, re, redo the voting. So look, mate, that's Mount Everest. I'm I'm at base camp. I'm not even at base camp. I'm in training somewhere in you know altitude training somewhere in Scotland. There's no, there's, we're not even there yet. We can't even think about attempting to sort of go, you know climb this mountain without giving people opportunities. So for mm. very much about you know. People realizing, hey, I can have a career as a producer. I can have a career as an editor. I can have a career as a, a director, a costume designer, an actual designer. Because these things are not being sort of given uh, um, given any kind of, um, how can I say, uh, effort in order to make the people feel that the movies can be attractive to them. I've made several movies where I didn't see one black person in post production. Not one. Oof. Not one. Not one. The only time I see one is maybe an assistant somewhere. One. And that's that one. So this is this is what we're talking about. Something's wrong. If that if that is occurring, obviously something is wrong. Mm. So it needs to be addressed and, and, and spoken about and fixed. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's like look at London and then there's an oasis of mm. white respect. You know, this is London, man. Mm, mm, no, yeah, all the, all the things you said, all of the things people often ask me, like, how are you able to kind of say what you want to say? Are you not afraid of backlash? Are you not afraid of like, you know, the being shunned? And I'm always of the opinion that like what's for me will never pass me by. But I'm putting that question to you because you've been out here really talking to things for for a while, for decades. Where does the I want to call it courage, but the self belief come from that it's just like no, I'm gonna have to say this regardless the first time I ever really said something in public was I think the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable thing and it was in, in some it was two, 2011 I think mm. and um, someone asked me a question about uh, black something that I can't even remember the question it was about the Hollywood Roundtable it was about four or five directors and all of them the rest were white they asked me about something about this and that and black and all but she said also why do you ask them? You know, well, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones who you, 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 you should be asking. Mm. And I remember at the time, you know, there was a lot of uh, people who were very happy for me to say that and, and very, you know, applauding. But also there was a lot of backlash. There was a lot of like, oh, you know, you're just doing this and that and whatever, whatever and, and whatever. Um, you know, you know, sometimes it's a case of how can I not say it? It's mm. so blatantly obvious. Like I said, with the post-production situation, it's, it's so it's blaringly it's it's so it's so bright it's blinding it's it's so it's so loud it's deafening how can I not say it and you know and who you know that's it but listen there are people in precarious situations who you know it's difficult for them to speak out because guess what they might lose their job or they, you know they could, I don't know but you know I've been fortunate where I can say things but you know sometimes I it, it, it's so. It's so obvious that I had to say it. I could, I could not say it. You know, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, I'm brave. No, sometimes it's so, it, it's so, it's so uh, blatant that one can't avoid but to sort of, uh, you know, make it visible. Yeah. No, thank you. You're the first, uh, from what I read, you're the first uh, black, I think, filmmaker director to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards. I would you know, I guess win something like that. And knowing my personality, I would worry that, mm, I just, I've got a thing about self-doubt and doubting myself. Like I would win something like that and be like, 
how am I ever going to top that? What do I do next? That sort of thing. How do you deal with self-doubt? I'm asking as somebody who aspires to kind of do the things that you do, how do you deal with self-doubt if you ever, you know, deal with it? Well, I would just say that first of all, you're thinking about the wrong things. Think about the work, W-O-R-K. It's not about the awards. It's not about when you pick up all that, all that business. The work, you know, the truth will set you free. That's what it's about. It's about the work. What is the work you want to make? You know, I never made 12 years later to get an Oscar. I never made to get an Oscar. That wasn't, a, that wasn't the intention. If anything, you make 12 years later. At that time, 2002, 2012, 2013, mm. uh, with the cast of predominantly black about slavery. Mm. Movie, you know, that wasn't a movie which, which was which was going to sort of uh, you know, draw people's attention in, in, in a positive way. I mean, I remember I remember someone said to, to say to me, a person who was on my team, that the person said to me, to me "You're impassable movie." <laughs> <laughs> but that movie changed a lot of things because you know you could see before twelve years and after twelve years of sled. So. Again, focus on the work, the work, W-O-R-K. This is all that stuff, whatever, you know, may come and might not, but the work is the thing which is going to set you free. Thank you. And my final question, because I know that I, you have to go shortly. This year, we've seen so many things happening and I'm really big on talking about anger and how we transmute anger to create something, to create something better for ourselves, to change the world in some kind of way. Um were there moments through this year with everything that's happening pandemic uh you know uh black lives matter everything were there moments that you felt anger and what did you want to do with it or what did you do with it well you know what's interesting about the george floyd thing um you know again i want to say that you know i wish george floyd was alive today but he didn't die in vain mm. i remember someone meeting me from the states of those terrible this things. Well, what's wrong? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. I didn't realize at the time, but I had been processing things in a way, not blocking them, but I, I processed it in order to protect myself. Mm-hmm. So often things have gone on like there's so many shootings, so many police killings, uh, beatings, and people, the authorities, and the uh, and the powers of be getting away with it. But I think in within myself, I process, I sort of kind of like, re- I sort of rewired my brain to not deal with things because I obviously to, to deal with so much and injustice, it, it has it has an effect on you. Regardless of anything, it has an effect on you. So I think that, because then a friend of mine was saying, well, you know, I really felt, I felt, I felt very vulnerable when that happened, but I didn't. I thought to mm-hmm. myself, wow, I've been rewiring my brain. Mm-hmm. In order, to survive, in, order to, in order to put one foot in front of the other without going crazy, mm. as black people, you know, <laughs> we, have, we have to have our ways. But you talk about anger. Mm. I think there was always underlying anger, in, and especially in a lot of black men, I'm not saying women, mm. of course. Women too, but I think women are more, are better, and again, this gender thing, are better in dealing with it. Because they, yes. Because they talk. Because mm. they, and a lot of men, black men, do not talk about their feelings, how they feel, because they don't want to be, want to be vulnerable in front of other people. They don't want to show weakness. Unless sometimes our shield is our biggest protector. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
when I saw, for example, John Bayega speak in the park when he had it with the emotional um, it was it was it was kind of cathartic in a way because mm. how a lot of people feel. And he was naked. He put down his shield and his sword, and it was almost it was it was so um, it was wonderfully vulnerable in a way. Mm. His emotions. And that, in some ways, is a, is a, is a clear out. It, it, it helps. So anyway, I'm going on. But what, I suppose what I'm trying to say is, is anger. Black men have to start talking, not just to each other, to their girlfriends, to their wives, to their mothers, to other black people. Because sometimes mm-hmm. only talk to black people about things like this, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And acknowledge it and to, and to recognize it. You know, I, I'm, people explain to white people often you, know, you don't have you time. You know, it ain't my time. But you don't listen. You know, you, you, you're doing their work for them, you know. Mm. It's very important, I feel, uh, for black men and also black women to talk about the stuff, the stuff that we're in right now. To mm. this, this one woman from the Sugar Babes, who was really touched me when she's talking about being in the Sugar Babes and as a black woman and, and what she put up. And it was the first time people were listening to her. Mm. Like, imagine if you see, she said that you know, a year ago, everyone would be like, whatever. Well, yeah, she shut down. But the fact she realized now she has a voice and she wants to use it. I'm going on. What I want to say is, it's for, for me, it's very important. And this is this is the anger thing that black people talk to each other and go open up. It's very important. Mm. Open up and not and be okay to be vulnerable and okay because you have a safe space because it's, it's a part of our healing because you know, we have mm. to. Um, and I, a big example for me was John John Bagan. That was that was a great example. We have to have these kind of conversations really connectedly to deal with the with the wounds that we carry. We don't even know we're carrying. Them. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, no, thank you so much um, for speaking with me. Um, a cheeky final one. How do you look after your heart? Because you create from the heart, you create from that space. And one of my uh, good friends, Natalie, she always asks on Twitter, how are you looking after your heart today? So how do you look after your heart? I think, again, it's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You know, that's the only way one can survive, baby. Look honest to yourself. I think that's the only way that I can actually put sleep at night. In fact, if I've actually, you know, done the best I can, uh, Mm. Spoken the truth and been truthful, even when it's not particularly uh, uh, advantageous to me. And uh, you know, <laughs> important that you know, you, um, as for me is concerned, it's important that I sort of can look at myself in the mirror and and say that you know that I have been truthful to myself. And that's to look after my heart because you know, this all we got. You know, this, this crazy, crazy world. That yeah. Healthy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so ah. Yes, thank you so much. And that is. I'm extremely happy that I could be talking to you just now because it's it's wonderful. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed that with me and Sir Steve McQueen. Um, Like maybe after being. You, what you wouldn't have heard is like, I didn't even know he was going to say it, but when I stopped recording, he was like, and well done for your podcast. Well done for saying all these things and doing these things. And I was just like, man, why did I stop recording? I shouldn't, I shouldn't stop until like, we've literally left the meeting. That's what I should be doing. But 
basically hoes um sir steve mcqueen says big up yourself for your podcast two slaps on your chest baby girl so yeah that was that was a great that was a great um conversation with uh steve mcqueen and anyway let's get to so you mad um lashana lynch who's playing the first black female 007 the first black 007 full stop um lashana lynch the actress beautiful beautiful person beautiful um has deleted all of her social media because she's preempting the backlash from playing the role and she 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 did the right thing. I think someone someone in the industry or people in the industry definitely told her to do that. You think so? I don't think that they're that savvy in the industry. I think she's just using her knowledge as a black woman to be like, Actually, I know, I know, how, yes, <laughs> I know how this shit goes. And it's interesting that she's done that because remember I said to you, and we've always joked about it for years. I said the day that I blow, the day that I know that I've blown in this life, I'm coming off social media, mm. and there's nobody that can stop me. Mm because you're just subjected to a whole new level of energy mm. and why do i care why do i need it i think it's funny that they're leading with black lesbian no that's actually say i'm actually just seeing headlines just saying lesbian actress. oh you saw but then we live in a country that wants to deny that racism is a thing they would rather say that it's because that she's, she's a lesbian, a lesbian as if she's, she's there in the film just going about licking badge. <laughs> um, um, they'd rather do that than be like, oh, this is a black issue because we don't, we're not racist in the UK. Yeah. So let's make it about, let's make let's be homophobic instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a bit of homophobia. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Do you know what? I, I wish her all the best. I hope she really gives us a good, good, good performance, which I'm sure she will. But do, do you know if, do you remember her from anything? I don't know. Um, I think I've seen her in a in a couple of things. Like, um, oh. but I just think that it's um, for me, it's just like regardless, come through, mm. because there are people who have the acting ability of a stem of broccoli that have been able to you know get these roles. You two just say yeah, yeah, yeah. Kira loves to give us that one facial expression with a push up top <laughs> with her shake. push up top lip and then a jaw would not be going oh, go, 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 go. no who else can we name so um it says here Lashana Lynch will play the first black female 007 in the James Bond movie No Time to Die while the confirmation is new news of Lynch's role leaked last year leading to a backlash from people online who weren't ready for a black woman as a secret agent but we've been secret agents for centuries like how have we managed to survive this long can you imagine the world has to be ready for a black woman secret agent right oh my god God. Same way they had to be ready for a black Ariel as a little mermaid. <laughs> like, you want to claim that you're superior, but every time you behave like infants, like the same way that I've had to prepare Lev to transition from milk to solid food, we've got to prepare you to be ready for black women to thrive. As a secret age. Oh, God. How far does your imagination go? Not that far. Even when they create a whole ass other galaxy, somehow black people don't exist <laughs> nope. there. Nope. For a week, she deleted her social media apps, meditated and saw no one but family while comforting herself with the knowledge that the aggressive comments were ultimately not personal. Um, I'm one black woman. If it were another black woman casting the role, it would have been the same conversation. She would have had the, gotten the same attacks, the same abuse, Lynch said. I just have to remind myself that the conversation is happening and that I'm part of something that will be very, very revolutionary. Um... Fine. Yeah, fine. I'm I'm more for black people, especially black women, just kind of like 
being in movies and shows that are just originally black yeah you know i think a lot of people kind of like this idea of like you know them doing these reboots and remakes and yeah black people in it i think yeah that's great but it's just it's too little too late for me to put people in to put black people in remakes i just want i wanted i want black stories i just want it to be black 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 i don't even want don't 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 give me something like james bond and try and make it black or trying to like, we try and negotiate between black and blackness and whiteness and try and you know try and find mm-hmm. a nice middle ground. No, that's just how I feel. I just want black stories, black people in the black stories, yeah. and I would, uh, I'm I'm I can totally never see another remake again. I, for me, it's just like I know how hard it is to get black things funded. Mm. You know, and Steve McQueen even talked about it. It's so hard to just get your thing through the door anyway. So. And I've always wanted to play, you know, I've always said I've always wanted to play like either a major villain and or um, a secret agent, like an assassin, because I know I'd body the role. Like I know. I've always liked to see you as a villain. Yeah. And, you know, I enjoy those kind of roles. And it's just a shame that you can't have these sorts of roles in part of these franchises because people literally get in their feelings. Like you, man, are the ones with the budget. It's not like I especially want to come and act alongside you, but I also want those big budget um, fight scenes. And I also want to be badass. And that's what I think that Black Panther offered people. Mm. It offered the big budget for us to see something that we hadn't really ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I guess, like, I agree in that sense. Like, can't we just have, like, black, 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 but then the money that Black Panther made, is it not going then to fund all of the other Marvel things? Girls Trip, when Girls Trip made the money that Girls Trip made, it it goes back into funding more films for white people. So I just, yeah, it just upset me for her a little bit. That I just thought, imagine that, like, you have to delete your social media because you know that white people are going to be in their feelings about how dare you, black woman, be and they a were. Yeah. And they were. Yeah. That's the that's the. That's well, the they've already thing. shown her Pepe already. Yes. And so when the film comes out, they'll be ready to do extra Pepe. And what gets me is the gaslighting that will ensue. Ooh, it's not no, it's, it's not about her. It's not that she's a nigger. No, it's not the fact that she's a nignog. My issue is the fact that she, I don't think she can act. It's the same bullshit that they try with Diane Abbott. I, I, I don't care if she's red, white, pink, blue. I don't care. My issue is that I think she's incompetent and I don't think she should be doing that job. Same thing they did for Meghan Markle. But Boris should be doing the job, Abby. <laughs> Boris should be doing the job, you little cunt, you little prick. So, yeah, it just, it, it really gets me. Um, So I didn't like that. Um, and then next on So You Mad, um, the Stephen Lawrence inquiry. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. So it says um, here that, uh, where is it? Where is it? It says here, um, four senior ex-Scotland Yard officers involved in the original Stephen Lawrence murder investigation may face criminal charges, a watchdog has said. The group worked on the case in the weeks after the 18-year-old's death in southeast London in 1993. A six-year probe by the Independent Office for Police Conduct, uh, Conduct found the men may have committed the offence of misconduct in public office. The Crown Prosecution Service will consider whether to bring charges. A racist gang murdered Mr Lawrence as he ran to catch a bus with his friend Dwayne Brooks on 22nd of April 1993 in Eltham. No arrests were made for two weeks after his death, despite five suspects being named by anonymous informants 
It was not until 2012 that only two men, Gary Dobson and David Norris, um, who were among the group accused of attacking Mr. Lawrence and Mr. Brooks, were convicted of murder. Um, the, a further IOPC inquiry launched in 2014 um, was initially tasked with establishing whether one officer who dealt with the case originally had acted corruptly. Um, it says here that it was alleged that um, he may have been improperly influenced or motivated to protect at least one of the suspects during the original murder investigation. Investigators eventually found that no indication of corruption was present in that case. Of course not. Why will you find it? How will you find it? Honestly, you need to watch Red, um, Red, White and Blue mm. of the um, small acts and even Mangrove. The first scene of Mangrove where we see a white police officer talking in the car, I was enraged. But I just understand that this is really how people are moving. Um, I hope that they... Um, that something is done. But I, at the same time, I doubt that something will be done. I doubt it as well. Do you know what? I'm in two minds about it. It's quite refreshing i don't know if that's the right word to see that they're not letting it go that they're still going to investigate every aspect of the lawrence case yeah but another part of it is it's just quite triggering yeah just to see especially seeing Stephen lawrence's face like this guy was this happened before i even before i was even around before you were yeah, born yeah, yeah before i was born so just to, to just to see his face and just be triggered by it it's just i don't know it's just doesn't really help. That's why I say it gives me goosebumps just to see every time. It, him and Damiola Taylor, you know, those, yeah. the ones that when we were young, we really heard a lot about. Yeah. Kind of have that trauma. I want that. I want that justice for um, Stephen Lawrence and I want the justice for Doreen Lawrence's mum. I want the justice yeah, so for her. Yeah, she's been fighting for... Of course, she's been fighting forever. Ages. and I And I want that justice for her because if you think that you're going to grow old and live happily after what you did and did not do regarding <laughs> okay. the, the, the death of my son, no, 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 no there is no place that you'll be able to lay your head on this earth. Yes. Nowhere. I'm, so I'm I want glad. her to deal with them. I'm glad. She's a strong woman. And I love that she refused to bury Stephen Lawrence in the UK. She took him back to yeah, Jamaica. Yeah. Said, no, 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 no. It's not this way. soil. It's not this no dirty Babylon way. soil that will have her son. Good. Uh, it's, uh, I just, I feel for her every time when I see these things because to, to know so blatantly, like two weeks for you to arrest somebody, but you motherfuckers will be out there right now trying to hand out fines to any black person that you see if you think that they're congregating anyhow. That's sick, man. Sick. A black man driving a car. Oh, got to stop you. Got to stop you. Could be up to something. But it took you two weeks. Because sometimes some of you men are related to these people. Mm-hmm. Or like, you actually, you don't want anything bad to happen to them because they're your boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they're bent coppers. Yes. No, I, I, I hate it all. I hate it all. And I hope that something can be done. Um, And then obviously, Paula White. Um, Donald Trump's spiritual advisor <laughs> she was seen while the election was going on while people the votes were still being counted she was doing her prayer calling from calling angels from Africa and South America <laughs> to come and help clear the way for Trump angels from Africa sorry I couldn't even it was just the fact that there was no beat to what she was doing <laughs> I am hearing so... the sound of abundance I am hearing the sound of victory even I've given it too much rhythm honestly there was none of that it was just it was horrible. It was actually so awkward to watch. And I thought to myself, you know, if you're, you're calling onto a higher power for evil. <laughs> um, but and- that, that's what's been done for centuries. That's why I find it so interesting. Because 
they genuinely don't think of themselves as evil. No, so why from Africa? But then somebody apparently wrote a thread that was just like, oh, the reason that white evangelists do this sort of thing is because they believe that um, so much evil happens in Africa and South America that special angels have been delegated there to deal with the savagery I've of the of people. And so then they were calling those ones back to come and deal with the high level savagery. Oh, no, 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 let them stay. Where, if, if that's where you guys <laughs> sent them, let them stay. In Africa, let them help the African people. They're not going to come and help the American people. I'm so sorry. <laughs> let those African angels help the African people then. But when I was initially watching it, I was just like, I'm calling the angels from Africa. The a- angels from Africa are coming. The angels from Africa are coming. I was like, are you calling my my ancestors? You're, you're calling my spirits to come and help you? First of all, bitch, they will drag that hair off your head. <sighs> they will slap they those will glasses off your you. face. Oh, they will add one small, small um, atarodo to your food and they will choke there, <laughs> full. But I just watch it and I was just like, but come and see even white people knowing the power of these aggressive prayers. Mm. These, um, she Because she was chanting, she was trying to encounter, I want to say, she wasn't really speaking in tongues. She was speaking, oh, no, I was she... told by Apple Care. That's what <laughs> she was saying. Aka, 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 aka. No. I said, are you choking? Are you choking on jollof rice? What is this? Aka, 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 hala, hala. I didn't feel one spiritual goosebump. No, because there, there was, was none. Nothing. How can you call on spirit when you have no soul? <laughs> Move. Ooh, Move. Perfect. I watched her and I just thought, you're a very audacious person. Absolutely. You are incredible. But all of them lot. And even though... um. You know, like I know, like Oprah loves Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen is another mega church um, pastor, yeah, yeah, white yeah, guy. Yeah, um, when the um, what was it? The hurricanes and stuff were happening. The in, in I want to say Texas, somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, and he refused to open the church for people to come and stay yes, in. Yes, yes, I remember. I remember that. And I was just like, Oprah, why are you still inviting him on your show when he clearly just doesn't give a shit? This was a pastor that will be going around on private jets. Yes. Nah, sorry. I've been I've been saying these passes, defund these passes. Defund. Defund them with the quickness. My, the funniest part of the whole thing for me was that, you know, the Latinos. Yeah. I will vote for Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> when he won, I was really singing that song. Oh my God, I will vote. <laughs> I will vote. Oh my god. Nah, it's been a wild time, but I'm glad everyone showed themselves, you know. They I did. wanted I'm glad so many people came forward to be like, I'm gonna vote for Donald Trump and then now that he lost, bitch, what now? Ooh. You are calling the angels from Africa. You are calling the angels from South America. They are coming. They are coming. I am seeing vision of victory. Yeah, bitch, it just wasn't your victory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I just wish I could laugh at these people's faces. <laughs> I oh. went on my page and I really laughed. Good. I said the mail order angels that you ordered, mm, they were out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> Cow. Gosh. Cow. You man have people How locked in she? cages. You have people, humans locked in cages. You man are performing forced hysterectomies, and you have the fucking cheek to call on God to come and help your campaign. God said, "Naho." Don't you dare! Don't you ever? Who are you calling? It's not me. It's not me. Wait. Oh gosh, that was that was um, an absolute mess. No, America has actually literally felt like a reality TV show the last week. Probably last For four forever. years. Yeah, sorry, what am I saying? Yeah. Like, oh. And so yeah, so I just I, I I don't even know what to make of all of that. But I'm just glad it's over. I'm glad all of that fuckery is the done. It's over. Normal racism is back. Yes, we can just. 
focus on that. You know? And, you know, if anything, I think we should be relieved, but we shouldn't... Just like I said the other day, we should be relieved, but we shouldn't be relaxed because Donald Trump has unlocked a new level of racism in white people, in the white community. Yeah. He's unlocked a different level. Like, it's a character in the game. Like, yeah. like he has... So... You know, we may we may have gotten rid of Donald Trump, but we don't know who he's created. I just feel sorry for him in the sense that not this, the fucking stupid think pieces that people are writing there. Like, let's forgive Trump. The first thing Biden has to do is forgive Trump and no. fuck off, you dickheads. And this is the way that you infantilize all of your dictators and all of the people that right. do some fuck shit. Yeah, all your white dictators. Definitely the white ones, because when that fucking dickhead, that woman tweeted, oh, um, Donald Trump has gone for Robert Mugabe. I said, fuck you, you yes. prick. You it's only African people that you have in your mouth talk about your own people talk about Reagan talk about all of your talk about talk about that talk about Hoover talk about all of you man but you don't want to do that you've got you've got the mouth to be saying he's gone full Robert Mugabe no he's gone full Trump yes shut (laughs) your mouth they proper hate Mugabe because he didn't see it for them Upon all the fuckery that upon 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 all the fuckery that he was doing in his own country, don't tell me that you man haven't done worse, Mm -hmm. if not on par. Mm -hmm. But it's because he didn't let you come and truly enjoy. That's the real issue that you because you don't care about black people, you don't care about Africans. So you don't have a problem with Robert Mugabe because of what he was doing to his citizens. You have a problem because he didn't let you come and do it to his citizens. So they can fuck off with that. Like, I just, I just, it's, it's that rhetoric has always, like, pissed me, pissed me off anyway. And to know that that fool was also a UN ambassador, the one that even tweeted that, I was just like, yeah, it makes sense. All of you fools and your sanctions. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just been a really, really extremely wild time to see how all of it um, has really played out. Absolutely. But anyway, let's get to... Um, Suck your mum, aka straw of the week. So we've got a letter. Let's Ooh. start with the, We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's, it's from. from. Mm. <laughs> so this one says, um, Hello, Kalechi. Your pod is part of my Monday ritual and it is the highlight of my day. Thank you for all that you do. I want to nominate the Channel 4 show Great British Bake Off and the spin-off Extra Slice from last week. Their lame attempt at a Japanese-themed show ended up showcasing the show's casual racism and the contestants' ignorance when it comes to Asian, more specifically, Japanese baking. There were several examples of ignorance but uh, put on blast by the bigoted comments from their very white show describing um the japanese ingredient matcha tasting like grass and being swampy describing flavors that originated in india southeast asia and china as japanese appropriating japanese cherry blossoms and geishas for cake decoration um, extra slice host joe brand expressing her disdain for matcha as a flavor these uh, there was very little that was japanese about this show it is indicative of asianness being treated as uh, like an aesthetic something to be consumed as a product at a time where asians are being assaulted in the street and being blamed for covid19 most recently malaysian born nigel ning um just last week um friday 30th of October um, this type of racism is not isolated or harmless there were several complaints to Ofcom uh, one from me but Great British Bake Off and Extra Slice deserve a fucking straw for their bigoted lazy and racist attitude towards Asians and Asianness thank you for your time more life to you and your family 
Fair enough. I I feel I felt that line with you know Asianness being treated like an aesthetic because yeah. that is that is true. That is really 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 true. I think of it makes me think of um even though I love the video, you know, Nicki Minaj, your love. Yes, and didn't she do Chang Lee and? <laughs> She, um, I'm the bad guy. Charlie, Charlie wasn't a bad guy, so I don't understand. I don't. <laughs> but people need to relax. Respect Asian people, please. Yeah, Katy Perry. But I think that they said that she said that she apologized. Oh, for Katy that. Perry had to apologize to every community. Yeah. <laughs> she had to, don't you remember when she did the the baby hairs? Yeah. She likes taking from everybody. Mm-hmm. She likes. Oh, taking she from... gave us bangers. Yeah. But the thing is, them them man are like, don't talk about her. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. So I'm like, okay, cool. Her, okay, um, okay. All her stands say, leave her alone. But um, one of the things that wasn't mentioned, and I think I saw on social media, I could be wrong, is um, that Matt Lucas, who's also, is that his name? That's... Um, yeah, that Little Britain, that is, he's one of the um, uh, presenters on Great British Bake Off now. And when they were doing this Japanese week, he referred to um, uh, Japanese katsu curry, a chicken katsu, as chicken cat poo. Oh my God, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> I, I just thought, at what point are we going to agree that this man isn't funny? Matt Lucas has been inappropriate for... From Little Britain days. <sighs> I feel like we should. But you keep getting Matt jobs. Lucas, Matt Lucas, his career should have been over after our after we you know looked back on Bubbles Devere. Yeah, he should have never. He should have never been able to. Work but again. where him and David Williams are very strong in that they're wrong and strong. That one came. Keith Lemon came and was just like, oh, you know, sorry for the things that I did, and everyone was like, oh, don't worry, you're forgiven. Where you're forgiven. Where noticed that David Williams and Matt Lucas were like, nope. nope. They just no, took it off. They yeah. just took the episode yeah, off. Yeah, they were like, if you've got it. such a problem, there you go. But I'm not apologising because I said what I said. And what you said was some bullshit. <sighs> some racist bullshit. Some racist bullshit. So they're not, they're not with it. They are very happy to have done that. And when I look at Great British Bake Off and the fact that um, Prue, you know, having been on a um, woman's hour, like Christmas special with her, before we went on air, she said some off things that I just thought, if that ever was recorded, babes. Uh-oh. So I just had to kind of laugh it off because like, there's just a casual way that some of these men move in this country that you're just like, you don't even realise that you're racist. Like you it's just, just... It's just working through you. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. yeah. You just, you, it's as easy to you as breathing right <sighs> now. So you just do what you're doing. I have got nothing to say on that. Um, so yeah, thank you for writing that in because it's a mess. Like it is really a mess when I look at some of the great British Bake Off things that happen and I don't even know what to say for them. Manchester University, you can go suck your mothers. Horrible, horrible, horrible institution. Oh, How are you going to flood the whole university and then what, they've created a fence around them? Yeah. Now? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> All because you want to chop people's tuition fees and their, and everything. You don't want these men to go home. Oh my God. I'm telling you, if this was happening during my uni times, I would be front, front, front page of those newspapers. Front and center. I will me. tear, I will, I will find the dean and we will enter the same trouser. Are you fucking mad? I'm hearing, sh- I'm hearing some of them are just going hungry in the halls. Yeah. Because they can't get out, and they've got they've hired hired private security to be pro- patrolling up and down. She'll be me on that private security. <laughs> it will be me. You think you'll stop me from going Sainsbury's? It will be me and you. We will rock on this grass. Yes, we will roll up and down on this me grass. And you. It's me and you. Now I've been, <laughs> I've been waiting because I'm going to go and get food <laughs> now. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> 
Boy. No, it's really concerning because it says here the NUS UK people have said that um, these reports are hugely concerning. Failing to communicate something as distressing as fences going up around students' homes is just another way our basic rights and mental health have been completely disregarded throughout this pandemic. Students have been policed, threatened and blamed to appalling levels, subject to stricter rules than the rest of the popula- uh, population. Thousands living in halls have experienced lockdowns with very little warning. We've seen private security firms monitor every move and we're the only group that was told to stay put ahead of the national lockdown. Um, lockdown so students are feeling trapped with levels of anxiety and poor mental health absolutely soaring this blatant disregard for students rights and mental health must stop why how this is being so casually dealt with or not dealt with is so wild to me yeah i think so i actually think so that this is happening and we're all just like what are your parents doing what are your parents doing it's like your parents to go and pick themselves up and go and tear Boris Johnson's singlet. Go, go to my channel and drag you guys back home. I want to see the private security firm that's going to stop me from coming into there, taking you and telling you, telling them, man, I'm not paying anything else. I'm not paying anything else. My child is coming home. Because what the fuck? And then you don't, you're not looking after them. So it's not even like you've told them to stay there. Oh, and we're giving been, you this. We're giving you that. Right. No, you stay there and die. Oh. No, so University of Manchester, you can absolutely go fuck yourselves, you fucking pricks. You go suck your mothers because how you're treating these students, you greedy pricks, is horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. Um, somebody tweeted that one boy um, died due to lack of support from the university and feeling alone, yet they still continue to not communicate anything to us. Um, imagine the impacts this will have on students and mental health. Ugh. And all I see is like all of these um, journalists going, hi, Katie, because they're messaging the girl or tweeting at the girl. Can I I DM you? Can I I send you a DM? Find out what's happening. (laughs) Fools. Sometimes journalists get on my nerves. It's crazy, though, how quickly some of them come to them threads, though. I'm like, do they have like a notification? I don't know what it is, but they they really fly onto those threads. They're on it. They're on it. Um, So in Nigeria, uh, gosh. In Nigeria, there's a madness happening. So there's a woman called Rahama Sadal who um, is being um, accused of blasphemy against um, Prophet Muhammad, um, peace be on to his name, um, because she wore a backless dress. I don't know if I sighed loud enough. (sighs) So... BBC Hausa transmitted on the 7th day of November 2020 that Rahama Sadao is due to arrive in Kaduna, Nigeria with her lawyers to defend herself on the allegation of blasphemy labelled against her. Um, she should note the following. Her lawyers must be Muslim by faith. This is uh, predicated on the fact that it is only a Muslim lawyer that can understand the proceedings of Sharia court. It is a matter relating to hadiths of the Prophet and the glorious Holy Quran and not a matter relating to the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So which one supersedes what? What do you mean? That is mad. Do you see how fucked that is? I can't believe that there are actually, there is a court. For Sharia law. And you're saying that that supersedes in this instance um, federal law of Nigeria. So That's if scary. you've decided that, because blasphemy, the the thing is death. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna kill her? Kill her for, for a wearing a dress. for a backless dress. 
The North is a totally different... It's a mad vibe. The North of Nigeria is... And I, I, I don't know. I totally get why people are saying, do you know what? The North of Nigeria should just be its own yep. place because that is actually... It says here, the police should only observe their constitutional role of conveying her to Islamic Sharia court after conducting discrete investigation of the case in issue. Um, How do you investigate someone wearing the back distress? Sorry. Well, yeah, no, because there's a picture of it. Okay, but then that's <laughs> it. Then. There is no investigation. She wore back distress. <laughs> yeah. Um. It says here we compliment the resolve of Arewa lawyers for not interfering with the cases of blasphemy against one Aminu Sharif and Umar Farouk. We expect the Arewa lawyers um, and most, and um, particularly lawyers in Kaduna, to not interfere in Rahama Sadal's case. Finally, we wish to call on the general public to remain calm whilst um, while assuring all Muslim faithful that justice will take its course. Oh, I, I'm no comment now for me because, yeah. Justice for who? For who? For Prophet Muhammad. I'm, I'm so... Um, I'm so sad about this and I don't know what is going to come of it but i hate it all i like i absolutely hate it all like this is the state like this is what women have to deal with in this world like you everywhere you go there's no corner of the world that you can go to and mind your business especially when we're talking about like black women black and muslim women it's absolutely um like and so and Adikone Gold even tweeted it. He was like, "What Rahama Sadal is going through makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Like it doesn't make sense to anybody. Like w- what what the issue is? Um, and this is the backless dress. I'm actually. I think if you, I would be terrified if I was living in Nigeria right now. I'm not gonna lie to you, especially the north. Yeah, I would be terrified. A backlash. And did you see how they were getting onto Tiwa Savage? For her, she didn't even Tiwa Savage didn't even post a nude picture or anything. Like you know, she had a picture of where she was topless and she's holding her breast. Yeah, they were getting onto her for that. But this, this, but because her, because she's a daughter, I think of um a politician, um. Oh no, no, that's someone else. The daughter of a polished a politician is Nuhuru Badu. Um, but um. I just, I'm still trying to understand how her picture became a blasphemy issue. That's what I don't get. And I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say too much because I would, I'm just not for it at all. Yeah. I I, I can't believe that with all that is going on in Nigeria. Yeah. Oh, it's, this is making me, it's make, literally making my blood boil with all that is going on in Nigeria. They have found money to fund, to fund, to fund this trial. Yeah. Oh. This is what I want to know. It's just bullying. It's it's literally bullying at this point. Like, it makes no sense what they're trying to do to her. Um, Like, she wore, like, the dress is a gown. It's literally a backless gown. And the back, it doesn't even go all the way to, like, the crook of her back. It's a full gown. But they're like, no, um, the actress is um, being blasphemous. Um, so is she in jail right now? No. Oh, because that would be, a, <laughs> I think that would be a different one, boy. 
Yeah, and it says here someone wrote, Rahama Sadal being threatened with a blasphemy charge, not because she said or did anything that could be construed as blasphemous, but because someone else allegedly insulted the prophet under her post. Under her, her Instagram post, I think. So what does that have to do with her? Because she posted the thing that led to the insult. Oh, of, of, oh, well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm logged out. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. I just can't believe that. So, so because some may what just maybe because someone said martial art or something like so maybe someone said something under the post and someone else decided that no that's that's haram you can't say that under a post of a backlash. So that's why she's suffering the consequences. Not the person that wrote the post. Not that anyone should, but you're not coming to the person that actually said the thing. You're coming because women are always the temptress. You know, that archetype of temptress Jezebel put on women. So um, the um, the state of Kaduna that's doing all of this, you can go fuck yourselves. You're all pricks. And um, I, I've said that with my entire chest. You can all go suck your mothers. In fact, just stay away from your mothers. Leave mothers alone. Leave women alone. Like, fuck off. Just fuck off. It's 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 horrendous. It's absolutely vile that this can even happen. Um, and the last straw of the week goes out to Jess Phillips. Jess Phillips. Um, I've mentioned her on this show before. She's a jankro, a dusty jankro. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so basically, Jess decided to tweet with her thin lips that uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I sent it to you. Yeah, of course I did. Um, she tweeted. I may have been, um, I may have been, um, I may have been, she could even write it properly. I may have been sleep deprived, but the talk about women, especially the prominent black women on CNN just now made me feel a bit teary. She's talking about the elections mm-hmm. and um, people like um, Sarah Abrahams that did what she did and all the, and the fact that Kamala Harris is now vice president and just all of these, all of the ways that we saw black people organized across the country to win this election. She said that it made her teary-eyed. This is somebody that says that she told Diane Abbott to fuck off. And as soon as Keir Starmer came in and, um, um, what's it, Jeremy Corbyn was, um, what did they do to him? They suspended him and all of that stuff. She removed um, Diane Abbott from the post that she um, has within the um, within Parliament. Within Labour, okay. Yeah, within Labour, yeah. Within wow. the Labour Party. But then she's teary-eyed. But she's teary-eyed about the other black women, about the niggas across the pond. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, like, you, you can always be sad, excited for somebody else's black, not your own black. Not your own black. Not the own black that you are pretty much harming. Yes. Definitely harming. Whenever she's done interviews and they said, oh, who would be the first person you'd get rid of in the Labour Party? She said, Diane Abbott. <laughs> And I have a feeling that those um, WhatsApp messages that they said were like passed between people during the Labour report, I'm sure that she was was there. I'm sure she was there somewhere. Definitely. And so, so but you have the cheek to say that you're getting teary eyed. My friend um, um, Natasha tweeted, oh, she's probably teary eyed because she wants to know who their manager is. She just seen all these black women having fun and, and doing things. And she's like, who's their manager? Who can I complain to? She would faint if what was happening over there was happening over there. But, and, and why can't it? That's what really got me that this country is so demonic that black women couldn't organize the way that their men are organizing yeah. over there because every news channel would start chipping in about, Oh, like, can you see what they've done here? And do you they know that this person dig into your past? Ah! Oh my God. If you had a cousin that maybe overstayed on their visa, 
that is what they're going to lead with. Right. Oh, they will deal with you. They will ruin you in this country. They will ruin you. And so you don't want black women to thrive in this country, but you lot will be stretching your neck to say, oh, well done for those blacks over there. Because it could happen over there. Yeah, because if it was down to you, it wouldn't be happening over there either. Never. And so uh, kudos to all the black women who continue to organise in this country, in the UK, that continue to do, like, sister space, um, like, just so many... um, um, uh, groups and individuals that are just out here like doing the work that needs to be done while Jess Phillips is there opening her stupid slits on her face to talk about oh I'm teary eyed from watching it all happen you're an enemy of progress you're a bully you you're no a bully none and, and this is what gets me about this country like you lot will focus on her feminist and oh she's a feminist icon for the UK because she's a fresh voice you know she's from working class background and she's this and she's that and she's also someone that hates black women so add to that add that two things can be true at the same time she could be your feminist icon and she can also be a raging racist how about that and so the fact that i'm now tweeting about this and i've posted it on my instagram stories and um another white woman comes into my dms in my dm request i had no reason to really read it but sometimes i'll entertain you today let me yeah she wrote in reply to the Jess Phillips story. Serious question. Would you ever admit that sometimes it's about someone's character and not about their race? What? Repeat that, please. Serious question. Would you ever admit that sometimes it's about someone's character and not about their race? Did she even... Did she... Did she... Does she understand what she's asking? That's what I want to know. Because if you're, if you're a racist, it is part of your character. Right. And would you say that, oh, it's not about Diane Abbott. Um, you know, she's not picking on Diane Abbott because of her race. Maybe it's just her character. You lot love to tell yourself stories all of the time to justify your blatant racism. And that's why, for every reason, you can go and suck your mothers, you absolute vile, vile rats, you dickheads. Even when white people aren't sure, they defend racism. Yes. And it's, it makes me love, you know, when you had Sally HR and then she's like... um. I'm sure she meant nothing by it. I'm yeah. sure she meant nothing by it. That's that's all. That's their attitudes yeah. towards anything that happens. That's any little bit racist. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she meant nothing by it. You're the one reading into yeah, it. Yeah, you're overthinking it a bit. Yeah. Aren't you? So I responded. I think you're new here, so I'll keep this brief, as I don't usually respond to DMs like yours. The subtext of what you're saying here, as a white woman, by using the term "admit," is that this is a truth of yours that I'm somehow denying myself. Literally, everything is about race. That is why race was created. It isn't a biological entity; it's a, so- a sociological one. Thus, race informs how character is then built. You see Jess Phillips being criticised and instead of accepting the harm she has deliberately contributed concerning Diane Abbott which is definitely racial you try to minimise it by talking of character failing to see how they're linked don't ever come and shit on the virtual carpet of any other black woman the way that you've just attempted with me because you'll get told about yourself verbally and spiritually do some do some unlearning first before you start worrying about serious questions you're ill-equipped for the conversation you're trying to have Rather than being violent while pretending to engage in genuine discourse, take your discomfort elsewhere. I'm not paid to educate you or to engage with you. And I'm damn sure not paid to coddle you as you grapple with your demons. Peace and seasoning be to you. Ooh, period. Period. 
white women don't realize how they tell on themselves in those sorts of situations. Serious question is the first part because you're saying it as if, wait, I'm now coming to ask the serious questions because clearly none of these other bitches have ever asked you, have asked you that. So let me be the one to ask you. They show themselves unprovoked. Would you ever admit, because you're now saying that clearly I'm someone that's lying to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And would I ever have enough integrity to just admit that simply sometimes it's just about someone's character and not about their race? Would I ever admit that? And so to you, person who I've blocked, I want you to find your mother and suck her dry. In fact, I want you and um, Jess Phillips to um, attach a straw to each other and just suck each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. Suck each other back and forth until you both pa- both pass out, you stupid bitches. Like, the fact that you think that you can, in this 2020, come and gaslight me as a black woman as to what I am seeing playing out and asking me to admit, because I'm clearly the one that's living in denial, you fucking demon, that I should be the one to admit that, oh, I've got it wrong. It will never be well with you. It will never, ever be well with you. And the demons that live, that live in your ass crack, that come out, that come out in the middle of the night to go into your kitchen and scatter your seasoning cupboard, may they continue to lambast your life and really, really deal with you. May you never know taste. May you never know joy. May you never know peace, you absolute prick. How dare you? Would I ever admit that sometimes it's about character and not about race? What do you know about it, race sociologist of the year? What do you know about it, professor of race studies? What do you know? Nada. Nothing. Zilch. Zero. Full. And this is what just gets me. Just that the energy to come and be like, oh, and I'm sure that there are other white people who were feeling the same way and you were just the one that was stupid enough to write it. They can all suck themselves as well. You can all suck your mothers dry. You fucking idiots. How dare you? How dare you? And when that read that I gave her, the read applies to all of you. That dragging applies to you all. I love a personal dragon. Like when it's in their inbox. Just there for them to have forever and always. Just in their inbox. Just in their inbox for them. And then I'll let everyone know. And I didn't, and I was deliberate in just cutting half of your profile picture. So whoever wants to try and run that through Google (laughs) images, if they're brave enough and, and they've got that time, they can do so. Because what? No. No, no. That's how you clear a bitch, yeah? I'm a professor of literature, the way I read bitches, yeah? (laughs) Just know that. PhD in reading. Reading. Your thoughts are crinkled. Logic's crease. I'm the steam, bitches. (laughs) Watch when I come out with my rap album. Boy. Since everyone's coming out with... Anyway, so it's um, been great. (laughs) Great, great conversation this week. Um, And that's it. That's it. That is it for this week's episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your, your Mum. And um, yeah, um, it's been real. It's been real. It I have been, been. I've been Kalechi Okafor. And I'm Sadiq. Um, and yeah, you can follow me on at Kalechi Nakoff, at Say Your Mind Pod. And um, yeah, support this, uh, the uh, the support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash uh, Kelechi Okafor. 
And you can follow me on Sadiko JN. That's both for Twitter and Instagram, guys. Yeah, so I guess that that's it. Continue to send your letters in. I love your letters. For those who don't yes. know where to send it to, it's sym at kalechiokafor.com. Sym at kalechiokafor.com. Thank you to Skillshare for sponsoring the episode. Thank you to Sir Steve McQueen for chatting with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Baby Girl Amber for hooking up the tings. And yeah, I guess that's it. See you on the flip side. See you guys. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.